I am Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. This week we're doing S7, E7, Original Gangsters, with a capital A in there. Written by Caitlin Brown, directed by Melanie Mayron. Mm-hmm. This is, am I mistaken, or is this Caitlin Brown's first solo episode? I believe it's her first solo. I think uh, she did one last season with uh, Kyle Bone. Congrats to Caitlin Brown. This is a great episode. This is a great episode. It's a very fascinating, like, uh, uh, shot episode too. I like the framing a lot of the mm-hmm. scenes. Things are either like slightly off center or like shockingly centered. Um, well, I think this episode is just, uh, in a word, juicy. Uh, this one is also doused in alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of alcohol, uh, oh, real quick, I just want to say because I, I for- totally forgot <laughs> what. Oh, by all means, continue. No, I just I forgot to mention this last week. Thanks everybody who watched the uh, Shower Harvey video. It's like got like over four thousand views, so nice. much appreciated. And now we begin. Man, you no. just you, you had now to it hit. Ends. Yeah, sorry. you just had to hit me with the fact that Shower is still gone. It's gone, but not forgotten. Oh man! Oh, Sometimes man. I just go to that Shower Harvey Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And I just look at the last tweet and I feel bad. <laughs> it's a great last tweet. <laughs> It's it's ominous, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's delightful. It's like uh, like John Lennon's last few words. That's not a real fucking gun. Uh, <laughs> anyway, speaking of Sarah and other things, we are at the Radley for a brunch, an expensive brunch. We're gonna see. Yes. Uh, girls are all there, including Allison. They've got their mimosas in front of them. I find it interesting that Emily and Aria both have pink mimosas, pink drinks. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is? Like grapefruit juice or like blood orange? Uh, it's probably blood orange would be my guess. Um, it's funny that there's Bloody Marys on the uh, bill. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, nothing on the table to indicate that. Yeah, I, at first I just noticed Emily's, of course. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, shit, Aria's drinking a pink drink too. Interesting. Yeah, so they're all five there, and Spencer is handing out some of those little like cloth envelope things. We've seen these way back in S1E2. Mm-hmm. These are the same type of little gift envelopes that Allie once upon a time handed out with some bracelets in it. Mm-hmm. But this time Spencer's handing them out. Mm-hmm. And Ari's like, what are these? And Spencer says, well. <laughs> so just like, I think it's pronounced Horcrux. Mm-hmm. By no means can they top that rock on your finger. And Ari just like grins like a mad woman at this. And Spencer says, but after what happened to Allie, I started thinking. And the girls, they open their little bags. We see the inside are these gold necklaces with little pendants of their names kind of written out in script. I want to say I I get confused whether or not it's like the actor or the character. But I feel like we've seen these before, or at least on one one or two of the characters. Uh, I know Aria has worn Aria has Aria one, necklace. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't th- I don't feel like any of the other liars have been so bold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just don't see Emily like wearing a usual like popping like Emily bling. <laughs> yeah, but now they've all got that bling. And uh Spencer says, you know, we're like this crazy dysfunctional family, but we work together. And I've just decided that I'm at this point in my life where I want to put the people who've had my back before anything else. 
Aw, OTP liars. Mm-hmm. Hannah nods. She's smiling at Spencer. And she's like, I'm right there with you. And this major span of feels here, you know. Mm-hmm. Glad to have you on board, Hannah. Mm-hmm. And Lee says, me too. And Ari's like, I'm in. And then Allie's just like, change the subject. <laughs> uh, yeah, she raises her glass to toast. Do you think she's a little little mad? Oh, yeah. I feel like she probably has her own necklaces. Everyone's <laughs> she like pushes back. back in her purse. Yeah. Back in the purse, you bitch. <laughs> Thank you for peeing all over me. I am going to stab the fuck out of your tires after this. Uh, yeah, Allison's like, cheers to Arya's engagement and to our friendship. And Arya's pleased because this is all about her as well as Spencer's gift slash token. And Hannah's like, to Arya, congratulations. And I better be a bridesmaid. Wouldn't it have been great if Allie found a way to like, to be like, in the friendship that I brought all of us together for or something like that. Like, Oh, just- yeah, yeah. I'm shocked that she didn't. I'm shocked that she didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for that speech, you know, like, you all became friends because of me. Um, yeah, Arya's like, are you kidding? You're all going to be up there with me. And then the Arrested Development narrator is like, they won't be. Yeah, that happens a lot in this episode. Um, and they clink their glasses together and they drink and the waitress slash hostess like, use face we never see. There's a lot of like we don't see the help in this episode, which I think is funny. Yeah, um, maybe they like save a buck by doing that. I don't know. <laughs> just, if it means we get more Noel Khan, I'm all for it. Could you, Doctor's like, could you do me a favor? Could you just keep your face mm-hmm. out of my shot? Um, <laughs> yeah, they they bring in the waitress like, here you go, ladies. And Allison checks the bill and does not like what she sees, which maybe is that it's $195. These She's chicks like, are doing it right. $11 mimosa? Holy shit. <laughs> Charge me $20 just for coffee. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, is like, that, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a hotel. I guess I could see you getting up that high. I mean, the mimosas really kill you. Well, if you're eating at the hotel, yeah, it's going to be expensive. As well, and they're also like, these are the girls who are like, oh, let's just get some pastries and shit. Like they, they get like the apps, you know, and all the, the little extras. Plus, I think the bartender ordered themselves a Bloody Mary on their tab. I guarantee that the, every cocktail they have is like minimum $25. We got a couple of quiches, an omelet, brunch special. Yeah, yeah. Rose Roche Pilo too. We're breaking down the bill. It's important. This is 2016 economics. This is what uh, people tune in for. uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Emily wonders why she's broke. This right here. Yeah, yeah. She needs to start skimming from the uh, the till. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Ari notices that Allison's concerned. She's like, Allie, what is it? And Allison starts reading off. There's an 80 message written there on the bill, which says, roses are red, (laughs) violets are blue. You killed Elliot, and I could have killed you. Yeah, by the way, when we were looking at the bill there, there's a big red or a black (laughs) marker over the bill, the actual point of that. Maybe equally important Mm -hmm. to the price. Because, I mean, who's picking this up? Spencer is doing it, right? Allie's like, "Uh, I just have my card. Can I owe someone? She's like, I don't know if you realize, but I just got out of mental hospital. <laughs> I was married to a guy. He stole all my money. Rick. How is she come. getting around? I mean, does she have a separate account? Well, has she gone back to school? I, I would be surprised that they let her back. Presumably, personally. she's going to go back at least once. <laughs> More. Unless that's a dream or something. My new theory is that it's like the last episode or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so she leaves off the AD part and instead just cons- you know looks concerned, lifts her head, looking right at Spencer. And Spencer spells it out for us. AD knows we killed him. So Ari and Emily share a look. And then Hannah looks concerned as she hears the sounds of chatter from police radios approaching. She looks up. She sees two cops, including the black ball bespectacled officer entering the lobby. Bespectacled? Bespectacled? Spectacled? Blackballed and bespectacled? Mm-hmm. Say that seven times fast. Um, Irrevocably. <laughs> inside joke. A troubled inside joke. Um, no. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm giving like two episodes before I just make up a name for this guy. I think you just got to wait it out. Uh, we'll see. Um, when he revealed, he's revealed to be like working for uh, Charlotte too. <laughs> um, so Hannah's like concerned. She sees these cops coming and she's like, are they coming for us? And we kind of push in on the guilty faces of the liars assembled there as they watch. Like two cops instead are talking to like a hotel guy in a suit who mentions something to them and they start to lead them to the elevator. Uh, liars look guilty as fuck as the cops walk by. It looks like the cop is like looking right at them as he walks past. Well, I mean, it, they're all like queued up to get busted here, but then the cops just go right past them. Yeah, which probably happens to them a lot. Yeah, right into the elevator. And Allie says, they're not here for us. Who are they here for? And Emily's like, I'll go find out. Uh, Because there's like a kind of a little crowd of people over by the elevator. Like just stand around. Like employees just like shooting the shit or something. She's like, I speak help. (laughs) This is where we get a real look at Emily's outfit. It's like one of those like really loose, uh, maybe like like Mediterranean or Spanish tops or something. Sure. Like red top and then like super, super tight leather pants. Yeah. Classic Emily. Uh, so she goes over there. We see the elevator stops on floor two. And she's talking to all these people by the elevator. The other liars are just standing there like kind of curious, like arms crossed. Aria just looks impatient. Mm-hmm. You know, Emily, she she finds something out because she looks surprised. And she slowly walks back to them. And she's like, it's Sarah Harvey. She's dead. Mm-hmm. They're all just like, oh, shit. R.I.P. Shower. R.I.P. Like, Rest in peace. Shower. It's like R. they R. took her took her away from me once more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Emily's the shusher this week. We'll find out in the credits. Emily definitely has the flirtiest of shushes. Yeah. Whoa. Like remember, there's like a little like eyebrow wiggle as she does it. Remember, this is like take thirty because mm-hmm. apparently they had to keep telling Shay Mitchell stop making it so sexy. I mean, really? I, I wonder what the other ones look like then. Um, so we pick it up a while, a little while later. We pan over a cop's shoulder. We're still in the uh, the lobby there. We see that cop's like Rosa PD patch. And we see Jenna's looking sad by a pillar. The Jenna thing. She's crying. She pulls those big black sunglasses away as the tears flow. Uh, behind her, we see the liars like taking in her grief, distrustingly, perhaps. Allie is just sneering, just like, look at this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha Pieterza brings her sneer game. Yes, it is back. <laughs> it is elite sneer game. VIP sneers. Yeah. Well, it's um, like, there's Jenna just crying again. God. And Emily's Emily, bitch of her emotions. Emily's just like, look at that, pretending to be Sarah's best friend. Oh, are you jealous? Uh, and Spencer says, didn't they just meet? And Hannah's just like, Psh, performance of the century. Cold blooded, ladies. <laughs> they are so cold blooded to Jenna. Uh, and then they uh, they kind of watch the cops taking Jenna's statement. In the background, we hear some people talking, and a woman says, you know, I heard what they were saying. Apparently, she slipped in the shower and hit her head. Is that true, shower? Maybe. <laughs> I, I like how it's just like, <laughs> you guys, I think Caesar's dead. No, no, we can stab him a few more times. 
<laughs> Jenna puts her glasses back on. She's kind of looking over in the liar's direction now. We hear some dude mumble something about an accident, and then a woman says, yeah, they don't suspect foul play. And we get this really funny double take of Arya, like, looking at crying Jenna and just being like, eh, <laughs> like, how dare you cry in my direction? Remember when we were really packaged with Arya being the compassionate one? <laughs> I don't remember that. It was it was one of her Captain Planet qualities that Allison supposedly prayed. Well, I, no, I mean I remember Allie saying that. I don't I don't think we ever really bought that. No, I guess it's the one time that she broke into Jenna's house and watched her cry mm-hmm. after uh, taking on a fake identity to listen to her monologue as they made yeah. pottery together. Also, because she's the one who killed Jenna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's just like fascinating. Cry for me, Jenna. Cry. It's a shame that honestly. If you want to get back to basics, Arya should be spoiler been giving the uh, the massage later. Mm, interesting. And then uh, my fan fiction would have truly begun. So just then the uh, elevator's doors like ding and they open. The two guys from the coroner's office are wheeling our beloved shower out on a rolling thing. On, on a journey. Yeah. yeah, I like how you write rolling thing in your notes. Obviously, could not remember the word. Uh, <laughs> she's covered by a sheet. They're rolling her. So of course, well, one cl- of her arms slips. Classic PLL move. They like hit like a bump in the tile floor, <laughs> and one of the arms just falls out, flops out. <laughs> It's all gross and scarred. Yeah. <laughs> Allie's face is just like, ew. Like, Allie is not having it. I wanted someone to, like, throw up in the background. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Your hands are gross. <laughs> Cut to, like, Sarah's reaction face. Oh. Um, yeah, so Emma just looks really sick as they wheel showers by the way. So Hannah kind of comes over. And oh, it's comes like one her. last indignity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love showers so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate I hate to say that I almost like that they're piling it on in a way. I don't know. I, I demand a lot of shower flashbacks. We haven't gotten all of her story. Who do you want more story from, Rick or shower? Uh, shower? Yeah. I feel like we know Rick's story pretty much. I mean, it's like small-time con artist who probably met Cece when she went on the lamb after 424. Like, that seems like a good time for them to meet. I would love to, like, know how Cece and Shower, like, got started together. Well, yeah, I mean, that that is the big question. You know, what what exactly went on there? Was it all the Stockholm thing or what? Yeah. Because, I mean, Shower, poor Shower, beloved Shower, who's accomplished so much in her short life. I don't even have a GED. <laughs> Except for murder school. Um, yeah, so Hannah's just like, <laughs> Emma, are you okay? And Emily's like, yeah, I'm fine. Sarah said that Jenna wasn't the one we should be afraid of. So Spencer, Allison, and Aria just look like they don't they don't like that at all. Um, and Emily, you know, playing to her audience is like, oh, I also saw a file on her desktop label, Charlotte D'Arentes. Spencer's like, well, something in there could link up to AD. So this Emily is looks, like all the prompting Spencer needs. Yeah, this is classic PLL right here. Uh, Emily looks concerned as she knows where this is going. Spencer looks resolute as she looks at the the profile of the Jenna thing over there. And she's just like, we need to steal that fucking laptop. It's, it's, she liars. might as well just be like, we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> like, that's what she says. It like. And yeah, they're looking at Jenna. I, I thought it was interesting. Jenna, her, her mask is back on now. Mm-hmm. Metaphorically speaking, you know, she's no longer all weepy and sobby. She's back to hard edge Jenna, probably listening to them. Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted her to be like, I can fucking hear you. Mm-hmm. 
No, she's not going to give that away. That's, I mean, she's been eating off that for years now. Yeah. She's like, those dumb bitches. They don't know I can hear them. Yeah. They just shout at each other in the middle of a room. <laughs> um, I mean, imagine the, the Jenna side of this story here, where her friends and girlfriends are just constantly dying mm. all around her. Just constant tragedy. And here are these bitches mm-hmm. constantly around, just being shady. Well, the only time that liars give a shit about Jenna is when she's almost dead. When her house blows mm-hmm. up or when she's drowned. <laughs> it's like Garrett died, Ian died, Wilden died, Shauna died, Shower died, Charlotte even died, Archer is missing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, she showed up to town. She tried to make some friends. She couldn't even have a Lady Gaga costume to herself at Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we're going to cut to later in the day. We're in like a trail through the woods, dirt trail. Pam and Emily Fields are both jogging, getting some exercise in. It's Pam Fields. She's back. Her top is covered in the cosmos. And she looks tiny next to Shane Mitchell. I feel like we rarely see them mm. both like like a full, you know, wide body shot. Like Shane Mitchell's like a foot taller than her. Yeah. Uh, and Pam is, they're kind of running panting. She says, well, if you do want to talk about Sarah, I'm here for you. <laughs> Which, I mean, just, it must be so weird trying to be a good Rosewood mom. Like your daughter's ex-girlfriend, who is also an accomplice in her kidnapping and torture, is mm. found dead. Like, what what kind of gift basket do you make for that? You got to admire that Pam is never just like, by the way, honey, did you kill her? Because, <laughs> I mean, you tend to be near these things. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of scare me. I've, I've really been biting my tongue for the last five years because I'm pretty sure you killed your dad, too. Just because. <laughs> Stress. Because uh, he lived life. He loved oh, it. I, oh, don't, don't. I, I, have, I have something to say about that, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're jogging along, and he says, thanks, but I can't right now. Because she's so broken up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they pass some people on bikes, pushing strollers, and Emily says, you know, we should really be doing intervals. Boost the heart rate and metabolism. And Pam's just like, I'm out in nature and I'm jogging. Em, give your mom a little credit. And he's like, so what do you want to do for your birthday? And Pam's like, Em, we already talked about this. And he says, well, I know. I was just I was thinking, you know, I'm working today. And Pam's just like, no, Em, that's okay. That's fine, really. I, I don't want, want to do anything. I mean, let's just treat it like every other day, okay? Or I have to jog to erase the eclair I ate last night. And they stop so Pam can, like, catch her breath. She's, like, you know, hands on knees. You know, she's feeling it. It's a rough rough sled. And Lee says, okay, well, I was just going to say you could come by after my shift. I could buy you dinner. And Pam's getting a little frustrated. And Emily's just like, look, it's just a meal. Pam's just like, all right, all right. Just promise me you'll keep it low key. And Emily says, might as well go in her sweats. Pam responds, I'm going to have to go in my sweats because after this jog, I'm not going to be able to move. And I think Emily, like, she knows that a little competition is just what her mom needs right now. She says, well, I'll race you to the car. And she just takes off. And Pam's just like, oh, hey. Um, Pam, like, reaches out and, like, grabs Emily's arm and kind of, like, pulls her back around. They do this little, like, slingshot spin where some, somehow, like, Pam is, like, you know, bursting into the lead. And Emily has to chase after her. Uh, they both laugh. It's a funny little scene. Yeah, uh, since uh, Pam is covered in stars, that's also a great way to accelerate in space. It's a slingshot around a large gravitational body. Okay. Um, I've been watching so, a lot of Cosmos lately. 
Uh, I'm just saying in Star Trek Four, that's how they got enough speed to go back in time to save them whales, yo. Um, so then we cut to the exact opposite of that scene. We're at the brew where Spencer, she's in the foreground, is enjoying some coffee as she watches Toby and Jenna by themselves at the table off to the side. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever they're talking about, it looks somber. Um, and so we kind of hear – I mean I assume Toby knows she's here right now. I don't know. Do I think? don't know how you don't know. Yeah. I Jenna like, doesn't know. I feel like Jenna just like tongues the air and can taste the Hastings nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hear Jenna say goodbye. She gets up and like walks off of her cane. So like the- two milliseconds later, Spencer just like zooms right over to Toby. Yeah. Yes. You know, Toby foolishly tried to enjoy his coffee and a little bit of solitude. And Spencer's just like, so. Well, it's not just that. The way she sits down and does this like sassy little head bob. Yeah. And she's just like, so. And Toby just like leans back and sighs. He's just like, so. (laughs) (laughs) So Spencer being Spencer is here to pull his world apart in the service of getting answers. And she's like, she told us that she came back to town for your engagement dinner. And Toby's face is so smugly LOL about this. You really think I would invite Jenna to my engagement dinner? So what is she doing back here? And he's really enjoying watching classic Spencer in action here. And he says, you know what? That's always one of the things I loved about you. Your tenacity, your... And she's like, abrasiveness? And he just smiles a dorky Toby smile. (laughs) So she's all business. And she's like, what is she doing here, Toby? He leans closer. He's making like some constipated Toby faces right now. He even does like the aria over the shoulder check. Yes. And he's like... She was looking for forgiveness. <laughs> flashback. Well, we get the red photo negative Toby transition into flashback. Yeah, flashback to some fireworks. Red Toby. It's floating uh, in the sky. It's nighttime and Ginny and Toby are they're like on like a patio somewhere, like a little de- like a couch. They're watching the fireworks show. He's got a brewski in hand. She's got a glass of wine. And she does this thing where she kind of holds up a hand and traces a shape through the air. And she says, that one cracked in the middle. Those are my favorite. I'm kind of surprised that she can stand to be around fireworks, you know, considering. Yeah, a little insensitive, Toby. Maybe this is how she deals. She's got to yeah. face her fear. <laughs> so he, he takes a big breath. He's got something to unload. And he's like, you know, it took a lot for my dad to convince me to come to this trip. Yeah, and she's like, I get it. I just. And he puts his hand out. Got to stop her. No, wait. Just, just wait. Let me, let me get this out. I'm glad that I came. You know, maybe this could be the start of a new tradition. I love doing Toby voice because no matter how bad I do the reading, it still works. Hmm. So she kind of half smiles at that, and she's just like, hmm. She goes into this kind of quiet contemplation because of this. Uh, you know, there's more fireworks popping off in the night sky, and Toby takes in. He notices that Jenna's like not appreciating the sound of them like before. And he looks over and he says, You okay? Well, he looks at her like she's the biggest fucking spaz. Oh, yeah. There's a high degree of condescension here. Yeah. Like yeah. he finds this all amusing. You are subhuman to me, by the way. Yeah. And she's just like, Toby. Yeah. I'm afraid there are some things that I can't see in my mind anymore. They're slipping away like you and your face. And everybody starts to giggle. <laughs> and your face. Uh, it was somewhere around here. Like I said, my computer was like, feed me humorous Toby screen caps. And I was just like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it, Pictunia. 
Uh, Toby, he wants to help, so he, he takes a glass of wine from her, sits down with this beer bottle, and he's like, here. And then he, uh, he takes her hands and he puts them on his face, and he's like, here. This scene could have gone on for 10 more minutes. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Hello? Jen is just caressing. Is it me that you're looking for? Okay. Caressing Toby's face. Kind of feeling his features and her fingers and palms. And she's like, I can see you. A big old grin on his face. And he kind of smiles awkwardly. And Which is fitting for later. Yeah. yeah. She's holding his cheeks. And then she goes in for the kiss. And he like pulls away, like freaked out. He's like, Jenna. So she's, you know, surprised, embarrassed. She's like, I, I, I thought you. You thought wrong. And he gets up and he bro stomps off. <laughs> and then a voice over here, Toby saying, Jenna left that night. And, you know, I just want a little side note here. Totally called it. Yeah. I mean, we both did. We both yeah. had it in our notes. I went back and listened to that episode like two episodes ago. We were like, we bet Jenna tried to fuck him. Well, you know, the sad thing is, after we popped that off during that episode, I was like, eh, we're bad people. No, we're not. Then I thought. I mean, we are, but not for that. But I was like, so is Jenna. And I like it. Yeah. So. They're not, they're not technically related. That's right. I forgot. You ship it. (laughs) Joby. Or no, Jenby. Jenby. I don't know. I, I like them both. I wish it. I feel like that's a character like in a little-known Dickens novel. I mean, Joby, Joby Jimby. It's no arson, but <laughs> who, the, who are these people who actually ship the uh, arson, or what do they call it, Jaria? Oh, there's a lot of them. The, there is a strong contingent of Jaria shippers. You better watch out. I whatever. I, I just don't hmm. see Arya as Mary Magdalene to his uh, Jesus. Don't you though? The Last Temptation of Jason De Laurentiis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyways, back in the brew. End of the flashback. I haven't seen her since. Not not until she came back to town recently. I'm so sorry, Toby Spencer says. Why didn't you ever tell me? I feel like Spencer's really having to try to keep a straight face here. Yeah, yeah. We were broken up. I wasn't going to bother you in D.C. Spencer, she understands. I mean, does she does she finally respect him for having a family almost as weird as hers? Mm, I respect no, that's something else. True, true. Yeah. She's gonna go home and watch those uh, those confiscated videos from uh, Ian's uh, hard drive, though. Again, oh, oh. <laughs> Spencer's in a dark place right now. Yeah, she is. Yeah, and dark then there's once. yeah, a little beat from Toby's police radio. We hear a dispatcher say, "Attention, all units, four five nine, hot prowl in progress. Units on route to four ninety two, heart." Was this a, a hashtag? It should have been hot prowl. Hashtag hot prowl. <laughs> Believe me, let me tell you about the hot prowl. Spencer's uh, like, go on. I haven't downloaded that app yet. And instead, she says, "That's your address." And Toby's like, "Oh shit, you're right. It is." So <laughs> he's like, "Hold on." Uh, and so he talks into his radio receiver, and he's like, "Uh, Roger, dispatch code three from Rosewood and Maine." Dispatcher says 10-4, and then he just like runs out of the brew. Wouldn't it be great if he did the same bro stomp as from the flashback? <laughs> well, boom, he, boom, boom, he's boom. really moving here and leaving a, a slightly exasperated Spencer behind. I feel like she she really wants to go if this is actual police business. So she yeah. she doesn't really have an excuse to. She's like, you know, my memory's not what it used to be. I might actually be responsible for whatever it is he's about to go do, so I should <laughs> hang back for a minute. Yeah. I can't even remember if I killed Sarah or not. Yeah. Um so meanwhile, at the dealer at his house of horrors, 
We're in Allison's old room. Mary Drake and Allison are painting over the wall that has the Honey, I'm Home graffiti on it. Uh, I like that someone I think on Instagram pointed out their paint game, a little sloppy. Uh, what do you mean? Like they're not they're not getting the strokes right. They're not Wait, they're not strokes. Coming you don't need a stroke when you have a roller. Uh, you always need a stroke. Nah. Uh, so Mary's I, I painted Allison. a wall or two in my time. I feel like they're doing fine. I mean, you got to just put a ton of paint on that roller and you go to town. Hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. an important detail. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mary's appraising Allison, and she's like, you know, I woke up this morning in a panic. I had a dream he was coming for us, and that feeling, it stayed with me through breakfast. And then I realized you are here, and we have each other. We get this nice shot of, like, Mary reflecting the mirror, two halves facing each other, and Allison half Hold smiles on. at the sentiment. Two halves facing each other with Allie in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that, like that fucking poster, or yeah. that... uh. What was the the picture thing we used to obsess over on the wall? There's a picture thing and the poster, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mary says, and right now we're erasing him. This is why I think Mary's evil. She's just laying on this, like, we're family shit. So, so thick right now with Allie. I don't think – I don't think that being true or her being evil cancels out the true sentiment of some of the things that she says, though. Mm. I, I think I think, I think you need a, a Jason DeLaurentis to walk into your, your room right now and just be like, are you fucking kidding me? She I don't put think you I, in a mental hospital. I don't think I ever need a Jason DeLaurentis to walk into anything. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I think she might be a uh, woman of a dark past who also has a wicked sense of humor and a long list of lovers. Um, so downstairs a moment later. I think you're compromised. Oh, I think you are. I think you trust Mary too much. Could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. Uh, so Allison Sully comes around the corner. At this, this, oh, sorry. This noise that startles the women. Oh, we're downstairs a moment later. Allison comes around the corner. Not sure who we're about to expect. In the living room, she sees a tall, long-haired man with his back to her in a Henley. He sets his bags on the middle of the floor and is like throwing down his jacket. Looks like Urban Jesus. But Allison recognizes him. It's and she yells Jason and she rushes to him and it's it, sure enough it's uh, Jesus Christ. It's Jason De Laurentiis and she hugs him. And she's like, when did you get in? I thought your plane landed at five. I mean, I don't think she's ever been this happy to see her brother, ever. I mean, presumably she hasn't seen him in, like, years, I'm guessing. Uh, Who knows? But, I mean, I feel like just on the show we've never seen Allison be this happy. I'm sure they've had happy times in the last five years. But Well, she's, she has no Charlotte now. Yeah. Mary, who even knows? So, I don't know. I feel like this is genuine. Well, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't distrust it but i mean when the whole weird allison like not being allison and becoming so obsessed with family like in start of season six i feel mm-hmm. like this is you know the progression of that i guess but, uh, i mean i feel like this is at least justified like at least you grew up with this dude he's not like a, a grifter who dressed in zombie makeup to steal your money he just looks like a grifter who would dress in zombie makeup ah uh, you're still down on jason huh? i like jason in this episode okay mm-hmm. all right take it away he says, you know, I was thinking uh, <laughs> Jason being the Jon Snow of the Hastings clan. Wow. Like, like, do we need to be doing like a Kit Harrington for Jason? I don't think I could pull off the accent, though. Wow. <laughs> Just imagine I'm talking like Kit Harrington. So is, is that make Ali Sansa? I guess. Or no, she'd be Arya. Would that make Mary Littlefinger? Mary's definitely Littlefinger. <laughs> Jason says, oh, I caught an earlier one. I couldn't wait to see you. Should I be doing an Irish Batman voice for Mary? 
Allie kind of pulls. We're erasing him. <laughs> Allie pulls back, kind of taking him in. She's rubbing his scruffy beard. And she's like, look at this. And they both laugh. And she says, all you need now is a flannel and some Warby Parkers, and you'll be a regular hipster. Next one, Allison. Yeah. Or, you know, a cross and a hole in his side. He'd be a regular Jesus Christ. Also, uh, holes in his hands. His palms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Stigmata. Uh, so uh, they got big smiles for each other. But then Jason gets concerned. And he's looking at that cut on her cheek. He says, hey, you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine I, now that you're here. And it's like Jason senses trouble. He's looking off behind Allie. And he says, well, you must be Mary. And we cut to Mary Drake kind of peeking around the corner, trying to appear as harmless and innocent as she possibly can. She's like, While looking like a vampire. <laughs> yes. Hello, Jason. Uh, she kind of edges out to meet him. And Jason struts right over, pulls a folded up piece of paper out of his back pocket and hands it to her. And he says, this is a court order appointing me as Allie's primary caretaker. And Mary's kind of surprised and doesn't really know how to react. And he says, you need to get the hell off my property. This is actually <laughs> my favorite Jason moment. Of the entire show. Because it's awesome. Yeah. Like, this is why I want him <laughs> it's to like, bitch, be, get the fuck out. I want to take Drew Van Acker right at this moment have him go be wild card detective Jesus mm. on the mean streets of Philadelphia. Um, also, the hair is just ridiculous. I love it. Uh, yeah, so I'll say I mean, are you over. thumbs up, thumbs down on the hair? Uh, it's so bizarre and ridiculous that I like it. I, I feel like some guys can do long hair, some guys can't. I think Jason could do long hair. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's 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 not it's not the weirdest thing he's done for sure. I mean, uh, he had kind of long hair in the past, but ne- never this long. No, never this. Long. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Allison comes rushing over to stop him, and she's like, "Jason, relax, please. You don't." And he's like, "No." <laughs> and Mary Drake's like, "Of course, I'll go pack my things." Well, he just like maintains this angry stare down. Like Allie's like not too comfortable with this, but he's just like. He's really feeling his inner De Laurentiis right now, you know? Yeah. He's going like, to drink some piss after this. Jason Jason is at his best when he can be just as bitchy as Allie can. Yeah. Um, Actually, he comes over and kicks her the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jason keeps staring her down. Allison's confused. Um, what I like about Drew Van Acker's performance as Jason, though, is he's really captured, like, what is the future of a dude who's this spacey? Like... I like how it turns into this weird intensity. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, think that, I think that's the dealer like, interest in him. Yeah. Yeah, but he just like stares at people way too long. <laughs> um, so after the commercial, it's later, still in the dealer interest living room. Allison and Jason are now talking as Jason drinks some refreshing Voss water. And Allison's like, what's with the witch hunt? You haven't even met the woman yet. And he's like, well, that woman is the reason you were institutionalized, Allie. She locked you away like Charlotte so she could take our money. Well, this is just like, holy shit, Jason is speaking the truth. I don't hate you anymore, Jason. You're talking sense. Imagine that. So Allison's like, she was working with Elliot, and he was the one that sucked her in, just like he did with me. And he's like, how could you get married without telling me? And she's (laughs) she's like, like, you you fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, this fucking town. (laughs) Hashtag, this fucking town. Um, Allison's like, and you haven't been here in a long time, Jason. I'm not saying that she's a saint. Well, he's, he's got to chew on that. You know, it's like yeah. point to Allie there. Does, can't really argue that. Yeah. So she said, but when she realized how far Elliot was taking it, she got me out of Welby because it was the right thing to do. So he starts to turn away. Not or hear or it's the right mood to make in the long con. Well, what else is there to get? Well, you have no money now. 
Like you could, you con, I mean, this is the long con where you insert yourself into their family. You're just aunt Jessica and like, Hey, why don't you help me run my, uh, my lost woods in or something? I don't know. I mean, you got nothing. You might as well. Is there like a backstory about how when they were teenagers, her and Jessica like stole some like Nazi gold or something Mm -hmm. and she just in a way. Or this could be Jessica. I mean, I'm sure you've seen those theories, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That that Mary is the one who died, and this is Jessica, who for some reason is pretending to be Mary, like from the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he turns away, not wanting to hear this, but she takes his arm, stopping him, and she's like, "I have no one, not Dad, not you. You're here now, but I never know how long you'll stay. So please give her a chance." And he's like, a "I chance? hope you give her a chance. A chance Sorry. to do what?" And there's a pause. Allison has no response for that, and finally she's like, "She's our aunt. Don't you want to get to know her?" And he's like, honestly, not really. <laughs> uh, he's like, honestly, I need a shower. Um, ooh, sorry. Too soon, guys. Too soon. Oh. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at the hospital. You don't need to shower, Jason. I'm sure you smell wonderful. <laughs> we see Toby with Yvonne, who's in a hospital bed. There's like a doctor there talking. And there's also a nurse who's like coming in and check the vitals and the machines. That are, the nurse cats is like, casts like quick glance out towards the hallway. <laughs> This nurse like, does down. not like Spencer. She's no. just like glaring at Spencer through this whole little interchange here. <laughs> I just picture Spencer constantly peeking in windows and the nurse getting annoyed. <laughs> so we see Spencer's in the hallway watching them. She turns away, talking on her phone to Hannah. And she's like, yeah, I'm at the hospital right now. We see uh, Hannah on her side of the conversation is in a chair by herself in the rally lobby. Uh, she's looking around, holding like a key card in her hand. Spencer continues with, the doctor's examining Yvonne. She's pretty beat up. And Hannah's like, well, I found slash stole my mom's key card. So we need to use it before anybody knows it's missing. So, like, now. This well, is when the nurse draws the curtain. Well, yeah, Spencer looks back in Yvonne's room again. The nurse glares at Spencer for real and just straight up draws the curtain and completely shut her out. Like, this nurse fucking hates you, Spencer. Yeah. And Spencer says, I'm sorry, Hannah. I promised Toby that I would stay here at the hospital. It's not that confrontational, you know. Um, but Hannah says, it's fine. Just get here when you can. Tell Toby I'm thinking of them or whatever. Uh, I'll let you know what I find. And Spencer says, I will. So they hang up and Spencer goes bad to feeling, you know, conflicted about the Yvonne situation. I mean, it's, it's very much glossed over, but you know, the hot prowl apparently like beat the shit out of Yvonne or I don't know what, like, I feel like Yvonne just got like pushed down or pushed into something. Hey, no joke guys. PSA here. Hot Mm -hmm. prowls go bad. Mm -hmm. Hot prowls are no joke. So meanwhile at Casa Ezria, yeah, checking in with the the Joker and Harley Quinn here. Obviously, Arya is the Joker and Ezra's Harley Quinn. Who obviously. do you think is less worthy of that title? These two or the Joker and Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad? Let's never, ever speak of the Joker and Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad ever again. Let me throw this at you then. Throw it away. Do you think Fitz would, would take Arya's name? So it'd be like Ezra, Ezra Montgomery? Montgomery. I mean, he already dropped the, the Gerald because it was like you know that that was a an albatross on his writing career. I I wonder, I I really wonder because I if I, I were Arya, I would pull that power move. I'd be like, by the way, I feel like he's like I'm a I'm a published author with that name, Arya. What if it was like Ezra Fitz hyphen Montgomery? What if it was Fitzgummery? Fitzgummery, ooh, mm-hmm. like a new name, yeah. What if he's like, let's combine our names to somehow form Hemingway? <laughs> uh, so 
oh shit, we're looking at like a fucking orgy of an explosion of a Ezra wedding nonsense. There's like a wedding vision board there. Or it's like I've had this in the attic for the last six years. Well, like this is the fucking morning after they got engaged. Whoever their wedding planner is, she works fast. I don't think they had a wedding planner. I think Arya just had all this ready to go. What just if she in case. What she if has she like a it? storage shed somewhere. What if that storage shed was on the property of Ezra's place? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like mason jar shit already. There's binders full of the wedding pictures. There's sample wedding bouquets. There's pictures of dresses. There's also a paper that says patient sign in. <laughs> I'm not sure how that made it in there. Um, yeah, it's like the, uh, the the Sean's mom's dentist office there. Yeah. But yeah, um, all, all this wedding stuff. And Ezra's going to have a little conniption here. He's going to hyperventilate. He's like, well, she certainly gave us a lot to think about. It's a lot of decisions. Like a ton. And Arya has to like pat him on the shoulder like he's a lost child. She's like, oh, are, are you there. okay? God, what a pussy you are, Ezra. <laughs> well, he's he's going extremely over the top trying to act normal. Well, he's, it's it's kind of like Ian Harding is doing his best Lucy Hale impression. He's he's getting straight up husky here. He's just like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> just uh, just having a little trouble breathing. That's all. But I'm great. I'm great. Like he, literally, he just got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Or he's like, you know, we don't have to use all these decorations. And he's just like having a hard time. He has to take her hand. He says, maybe we could just skip the headache and the inevitable parental drama and just elope. And this is where I wonder, like, is this a plot device to get them married faster? Or do they really want us to think that Ezra is just a petulant little controlling bitch here? Both? <laughs> Why not both? Both are true. Well, Arya, like, she kind of looks at him, and it takes her a moment to realize, oh, he's serious. And then she narrows her eyes, and that's all dangerous with the shusher. And he says, okay, that, that sounded lame. But no, I'm not talking like an Elvis wedding chapel. I'm thinking villa in Tuscany. And Arya just laughs at this goofy bastard, but he's he just he's totally serious. She's like, are you serious? And I was just like, yes, yes. Family friend Geo, he owns a villa in Barca. It's on the hill over the vineyard. It's and Shisher's not amused. She's like, "You are serious." And he's like, "What do you even think about it?" She's Art. like, "Produce evidence that you have a friend named Geo." <laughs> yeah, seriously, Arya can't even. God, what a prick he is! Uh, and you could really tell that like Ezra was thinking about this the whole time. And he like he just faked this whole like overwhelmed by choices BS mm-hmm. to be like, oh hey, I just had a wild and crazy idea. Why don't we do exactly what I want to do? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, you propose marriage to this woman who she's a little intense. So on, honestly, what you're saying with that question is that you want to marry all of that intensity. So the next day, the shock that this fraction of what the actual event will look like surprises you or overwhelms you is ridiculous i mean this is right back to the usual ezra like you just can't not see his usual manipulative shit well Um, you know to like gender normative and whatnot you know all disclaimers apply i feel like a girl like aria if you know her you know she probably has some ideas about her wedding exactly yeah exactly maybe you should just shut the fuck up and let you know let her do her thing but i mean (laughs) can you really be that surprised like, 
This is, I well, mean, no, because I don't think he is surprised. I think it's bullshit. I think he's faking all this because he 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 the whole time he wanted to do this, uh, you know, Tuscany elopement, and so he's just pretending to be like overwhelmed, so he can be like, oh, I just thought of this. Like this is what he wanted the whole time. He he wants to control it. And I just, it's a fundamental lack of understanding Arya, or just blatantly disrespecting her to not want to factor in this massively huge bond that she shares with other human beings other than himself, which is her friends. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Ezra says to her constantly, I get the bond that you have with your friends. I don't think he respects it. <laughs> I get the bond. Also, I want to take you from them, like to another country. As, as often as much as possible. Um, because just honestly, Arya, in the past seven years, the whole thing with me and Toby and, and, and Caleb, it just hasn't panned out like I wanted it to. They bully me. Though I, I think they always give me the shitty controller when we play video games. I think maybe Caleb will buy my book. We had a good conversation yesterday in the lobby. No, I won't. I'll never buy your book. Fuck that. <laughs> then I realized he stole my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's ooh, ooh, power move. Caleb steals Ezra's wallet, marches into Ashley Marin's office, plops on the table, and he's like, Your security's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Caleb's the kind of guy to be like, Hey Ezra, let me see your wallet for a second. I was like, all right, here you go. And he just like pulls out like two twenties from him. He's like, thanks. <laughs> he hands it back. This means we're friends, right? Ezra keeps talking about his writing. So Caleb goes back and it pulls out another 20. Mm-hmm. It's asshole tax. <laughs> um, so meanwhile, at the Radley, we see hey, Hannah's. We're cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> also, oh, waitress, he's going to pick up my drink. Thanks. I'm uh, so glad we're friends, Ezra. Oh, oh sure. that's all our iFan fiction begins. <laughs> well, I'm sure deep down, Caleb is haunted by the, the three weeks in the dollhouse that he spent with Ezra. And not to mention the Christmas orgy, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure Ezra's like, hey guys, I thought of what you can do for my bachelor party. <laughs> Honestly, Ezra, you should really get that mole checked out. No, that mole. So back at the rally. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah uses don't, her. Don't her, tempt us. This could go on for an hour. Uh, we see <laughs> Hannah's hand as she's like sliding a master key into the hotel room door. Yeah, she's got the master key card. Uh, we're coming to Jenna Thinks hotel room here, and she looks around. This place is like antiseptically clean. Mm. You know, it looks like no one's even been staying here, um, which I suppose is just the maid. Uh, so she's checking drawers. All the drawers are empty. Mini bar, nothing there. Everything is like suspiciously empty. Uh, also, her look. How would you s- describe this? Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, like this, like velvety Swedish leather jacket thing, um, and leather pants. Oh, and she has like a weird check shirt that might have like strawberries or something on it. I don't know. Have to get a close up look. <laughs> it's not the worst look I've seen on PLL. It's it's kind of uh, it's, it's kind li- of awesome. It's a little Ari ish. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so in the spirit of Arya, she goes to check the bedroom. Uh, she immediately zeroes on in on there being a lockbox under the bed. She starts to pull out and examine, which also lockbox. A lockbox. Uh, behind her, we see the door handle on the That's inside. That's a Saturday Night Live reference, in case anyone's curious, from 16 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, and pres- two and a half presidents ago. Yeah. Um, so behind her, we see the door handle on the inside of the door slowly turning. Someone's about to come in. We see that someone has entered the room then is slowly, silently approaching Hannah. We just see their brown boots. Well, and this is, this is like this whole episode has these like – it's like Clue, you know, like the vibes here. These – you know, it's just like door knob turning, boots walking. You can't see who it is. Like 
it's all played out very creepy. You know, it's POV shot of somebody moving towards Hannah that we don't see. Uh, and finally, you know, Hannah realizes like there's somebody there. She looks back. Oh, it's just Caleb. Yeah. And he just kind of walks up, greets her with a smile. And she's like, oh my God, Caleb, what are you doing here? And he f- seems to find this all rather amusing. Yeah, he's like, sorry, I was going to ask you the same thing. Your mom hired me to beef up the hotel security and I saw you come in. Yeah, that's right. I'm the hotel dick. Um, so he kneels down with her as they talk and he's like, look, I don't think what happened to Sarah was an accident. And I'm betting you don't either. Which this is the Halo that I would I would really like is just them being straight up like private eyes and shit. Um, so well, I feel like it, it works if they never realize they're on the same case. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like uh, ooh, cyber wolf, like moonlighting. Yeah. Um, but he says it to her like it's a, like it's a statement, but it's also a question. And it's also confirmed by the fact that they both broke into this girl's room. I thought it was – it says deceased girl. I thought it was Sarah's room at first. Uh, so Hannah's like, M saw something on Jenna's laptop that can link back to AD. It might explain what happened to Sarah. And he's like, hmm, I know a way we can get that key to that lockbox, but I'm going to need your help. So it's time for another classic Caleb adventure. Or something. We'll see what they get up to. Yeah. Uh, so cut back to Casa Ezra here. They're in the kitchen. These two monsters are checking out <laughs> ticket prices from Philadelphia to Rome on Worldwide Error website page. You could tell that I was typing so fast. There's so many typos in my notes. So somehow mm-hmm. I wrote Worldwide Aria. Oh, I noticed. <laughs> oh, you have a you have a pretty good typo later on in your notes. Oh, do I? Yeah. Ooh, I, definitely let me know. Yeah. Uh, so Aria says, "Are we considering this? You think we can seriously pull off an elopement?" And as it's just like Arya, Sarah Harvey was found dead at the Radley. Let's just go and get that get out of this town. It's like so flippant. Um, which aside, rising. Yeah. Now, now everyone's like, maybe he wants to marry Arya because he killed Shower and she can't testify against him. And like nobody's really sure if that's like a real legal thing or not. But we're gonna go with it. Mary gets some water out of the fridge and she says, "Don't you think skipping town might seem a little suspicious?" And he's like, well, suspicious to who? You didn't kill Sarah. And he kind of paused and he looks back at her and he's like, did you? Which, wow, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. But well, also, no, I gotta you say, ask that question if you killed Sarah? I got to say, this is the first time Ezra made me laugh in like two seasons. <laughs> like his delivery is pretty good. He's like, you didn't kill Sarah. Did you? <laughs> and Ari's just like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Uh, you know, Once every two seasons, Ezra makes it funny. She, she's like, no, but Cacophony did. Mm-hmm. Um, Victunia did. Yeah, he takes her hand and then goes back to overselling this. And he's just like, Arya, we could be wine tasting under the Tuscan sun by Friday. And she's like, I love the idea. I do, but it's a really big decision. So he's trying to act cool. You know, this is killing him to not get his way. And he's like, yeah, today's rushing it. And she's like, tomorrow? And he's like, <laughs> and she's like, who is this monster? Uh, then her, her phone beeps with a message. She checks it. She finds that this message is from Jason D, which says, can you meet up? It's important. Mm. I was like, whoa. Intrigue. And we get some kind of a, oh, I just want to make a real quick comment about Ezra here. Like when he's making his like noises, it's like he's trying to be like, I'm trying really hard to be chill. It kind of reminds me of Tom Cruise a little Hmm. That like, look how normal I am. (laughs) Nothing bothers me. You know, like that's the vibe I'm getting from Ezra here. Hmm. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ezra's like, also, for us to be married, you're going to have to join Scientology, too. Mm. <laughs> I've worked real hard to keep this from you for five years. Deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. So some bouncy music plays. We cut to the Radley Bar. We see Emily's uh, she's picking up a little, uh, what is that, a martini? Picking that up, putting it on her drink tray, and she's walking past some tables over to a chair in the corner. And we get this really awesome dolly shot in as the person in this chair just, like, flips up a C-note in their hand and holds it out. Because that's this, the kind of person they are. This is a flamboyant dick move. Oh, I love this move so much. Uh, exactly. Emily, <laughs> <laughs> Emily comes over, sets the drink down. The camera moves around. So we see who's in the chair. Oh, shit. It's Noel Kahn. He's just reading a book, waving C-notes around. Waving a $100 bill. That magnif- magnificent bastard. And irrevocably. He's just, irrevocably. He's like, hi, Emily. I always knew you'd never get out of Rosewood. Like, he just smiled like this big, <laughs> privileged Cheshire cat. Classic no con. And Emily's just like, aww. <laughs> oh, it's so classic. Like, no con knows he's not getting any change on that hundred, and he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised he doesn't crumple it up and throw it in her face. <laughs> oh, I love you, no con. Uh, Do you think he's reading a Fifty Shades of Grey book? I hope so. You know, I'll be honest. I kind of want to see that movie now just because of him. So you have not seen the first one, right? No. Does that make it better? Probably, yeah. I'm sure I'm not like, missing anything. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Didn't they get a different director? Mm-hmm. Like the, the book writer, like, bit of power play or something, right? Yeah. Shockingly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the commercial, we're going to establish yourself outside the brew. During the day, then we're inside. We're always having coffee with Jesus De Laurentiis, um, which I thought was funny that she's doing this at the brew. Um, but he's staring I at her. I think that just makes it better for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely. Well, remember what was the, the theory we were trying to push is that uh, Ezra and Ari were just going to have a straight up affair in, in uh, 6B, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, yeah. which they kind of did. Uh, he's staring at her like he just fucking <laughs> adores her. And she's like, wow, traveling really brought out the rugged in you. <laughs> and you kept the beard. And immediately Jason's like, you look great. And like, she, she kind of smiles politely and like her eyes look at her, her ring on her finger. And she's kind of like searching for the words. It takes her for a while to finally spit it out. She's like, I'm engaged. Well, this, this infatuation that he's had of her for like seven years has basically turned him into like rugged hipster Lucas. Can you call it an infatuation when you hooked up? I think mean, you can still be infatuated with the person after. I guess, yeah. But it's, it's a little different then. Something has changed. Something has passed between you. I feel like... Besides I feel like, bodily fluids. I feel like you're, uh, you're writing what Jason says to her in your fanfic. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. In this fucking town. Yeah, so he's just... He stares at the ring and he's like, ah, oh, to Liam. And then Arya's like, Who? She, she swallows this giant gulp of coffee down a little harder than the rest. And she's Who's like, Liam? to Ezra. And he looks at her with surprise and pity and then takes like a long sigh. This fucking town. This town never changes. And he's like, congratulations. And I think Arya can tell that maybe that wasn't totally sincere. Yeah. She's like, thank you. And he's like, he's a very lucky guy. And there's something else on Arya's mind now. So she kind of slowly works herself up to it. She says, you haven't told anyone about us, have you? Jason's like, no. And Arya says, I haven't told Allie or Ezra or anyone. And Jason's like, so let's keep it our secret. 
Jason likes to keep secrets. Yeah. Much like Allie. And Arya is very relieved. And everybody at home is like, holy shit, Arya fucked Jason. Yeah. Arson. Jaria, it's happening. Well, it's like, so he's aware of Liam. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. they could be like Facebook friends or whatever. I mean, I guess like maybe Liam was next. But like, could could this have happened while she was like, like start of a relationship with Liam? I mean, my you know, my personal theory is this is maybe like a summer ago. Maybe, you know, hey, I'll go do some like charity work with you in a foreign land and <laughs> charity had- work which would be dating you. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's right. I went there. I didn't realize I was podcasting with Allison De Laurentiis seasons one <laughs> through four. You would be so lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a little uh, let's go do some charity and a few weeks summer fling or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure uh, that's what the email said. <laughs> so yeah, Jason says, That's not why I asked you here, are you? I need your help with Allie. Ari's like, okay. So she leans forward, she's very sincere, and he says, Well, she seems to be completely under Mary's spell. I'm worried about her, and she's not listening to me. Look, right before I left Ethiopia, I discovered our Kerasimi nonprofit. It's been completely drained of funds. And Ari's like, Elliot, he didn't just steal Allie's money. And Jason says, he took everything. Mm-hmm. And Arya, she sighs, and she's like, Jason, I'm so sorry. I know how much your work means to you and how important it is to those kids. Just imagine Jesus De Laurentiis doing his like scared straight thing to, in like third world countries. <laughs> this fucking broke ass country never changes. This is your brain on drugs. They're like, could we actually eat that egg? <laughs> he throws the egg against a donkey. Yeah. Um, Jason's like, I hired a forensic accountant. I'm still trying to prove Mary's involved. But in the meantime, I need your help. And we get a nice kind of wide shot of these two conspiring in a corner all by themselves. And thus, all of our Jaria slash arson fan fiction begins. I feel like it wasn't a one-time thing. Maybe no, it no. was. I don't know. I, I mean, personally, I feel like Arya's the kind of girl who she's got a list in the back of her mind. Like, she had a sex dream about Jason. He went yeah. on the list. He yeah. never came off that list. Right. Well, and, he's off it now. Well, Arya found, you know, she found herself uh, with an opening. And she's like, hmm, Jason, how's that charity going? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know what? She's a woman in her twenties, finding out who she is after some trauma. Yeah, get it, girl. Explore your options. Um, I mean, I guess he didn't have the beard then. Plus or minus? I mean, did he still have the long hair though? I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. I mean, you think he did like like a Thor slash Case Two hair flip, and she was like, "Take me." Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Right here over this well. I really feel like if they never if they never add more to this, it's just leaving the door wide open for so many interesting you interpretations. Know, fan fiction interpretations of, of how this went down. Well, like this whole this whole addition to the storyline and, and them having scenes together, I was like, is there gonna be something where Ezra is like supposed to be made jealous or concerned or something. Cause all a, I know there's is a lot happening already with the elopement and Nicole's soon to be like return. All I know is that, uh, you know, in the parlance of the youth, I am here for this. I like where they're going with this. It's just like, this is a layer we didn't need, but I, I like it. 
I think in the parlance of the youth, uh, this is giving me life. This is mm-hmm. everything. This is everything. Yes. Squad goals. This um, is us. Is that that show with uh, anyway? Um, so we're in the massage parley, parlor at the the rally, looking at a close up face of Jenna Marshall, looking satisfied. Uh, she got her glasses off, eyes closed. She's on the table getting a massage. From we find out, actual bad masseuse Caleb. What the fuck? <laughs> this is not what I expected at this all. This whole scene is so something. Yeah, because uh, Jenna kind of like exhales some tension. She's like, it was so nice of the hotel to comp a spa day. It's been a stressful 24 hours. I feel like Ashley has to comp a lot of spa days at this hotel. <laughs> That's okay because they make it up in their uh, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, by overcharging for mm-hmm. drinks, watered-down drinks. Uh, so Caleb then reaches for some stones. It's like some, some healing crystals. Uh, healing stones, I don't know. Like a real masseuse bro here. Uh, and he kind of turns up that sitar music on the little iPod there and starts going through Jenna Thing's purse because that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> what an interesting callback. Yeah. Like, do they maybe want us to remember that Lucas did this once upon a time? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a little skeezy, right? Oh, this is really skeezy. This is not cool. Like, does he. This is a violation. Yeah. Does he, like, hand it off back to the real masseuse soon? Like, do they what have a they, deal? What do they got that guy, like, tied up in a closet? I, yeah. Like, well, I'm going to do a thing here. I'll bring you back in a minute. Is he really that good with his hands? Let us know, Hannah Spencer. Um, <laughs> I can tell you he is amazing. Yeah, I don't know. So then we cut to, like, this kind of. He kneaded me like dough, baked me in an oven of desire. Skewed angle outside in the hallway. Right outside the massage parlor. Yeah, Spencer's getting a debrief from Hannah. She finally showed up. By the way, I feel like we should mention that Spencer's dressed like uh, like movie to Hermione through this whole uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Spencer says, so what? You couldn't find Jenna's laptop, but you found a lockbox? And Hannah says, yeah, it's big enough. The laptop could be in there. Or it could be something else. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of like a little awkward silence again. Spencer is kind of watching her. And she says, did you tell Caleb? And Hannah's like, no. I feel like now that Spaleb is over, Spencer's like number one Caleb shipper. Yeah. Like she she just wants it to happen so she can move on. I mean, unless unless she suspects her friend's significant other of actually being an evil murderer, she's always the number one fan. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like once she stopped thinking that Paige killed everyone they love, she was probably like the biggest Paley fan. I wonder though, was with like the is the bridge too far for Spencer? Like, could she get fully Emerson? Uh, for Emily's sake, I'm sure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, she's okay with Allison like finding love. She feels like Allison deserves it, but I think she probably also thinks Allison has the worst taste in people. But uh yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so you can really hear this music blasting from inside the massage parlor. Suddenly the door opens. We find that the girls are actually right outside. Caleb hands <laughs> Hannah a key. Behind him, there's Jenna laying there with just the biggest, most satisfied smile on her face. And she's and Hannah's like sees us and she's like, you know, you can turn the lights on. She wouldn't know the difference. Well, he just like smirks at her and goes back to the massage. What exactly is Hannah implying here? <laughs> she's, she's blind. Yeah. Well, she's just like Caleb, you don't need to make it sexy. <laughs> what is Jenna gonna think when this is all over? Like, is she gonna realize that like her masseuse was wasn't real, or that he sucked, or like that her lockbox key is gone? Now? I'm I'm going to assume that 
the hotel comping the massage was entirely created by Haleb. Oh, I'm sure. Just yeah. so we could get him in there. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know that Jenna could ever find out. It would be She'd funny. Be down I, at the front desk yelling at Ashley Marin in an hour and a half, being like, what the fuck? Well, then uh, hopefully calling the cops shortly thereafter. But yeah. um, it would be funny if Caleb, like, uh, shut the door, turned back to her, and, like, Jenna's just, like, holding up a $100 bill. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know how this works. Uh, so back in Jenna's room. Spencer and Hannah let themselves in. They go to the bedroom. They pull up that lockbox. They get down their knees. Hannah locks the lockbox, goes through it. Uh, she then well, we got ADR. the classic uh, PLL mystery music right now. I was just thinking how badly I want Spencer to someday say that, uh, don't worry, we're going to find the Chamber of Secrets and the Slytherin Air, which is another De Laurentiis. Um, so then she ate, Hannah ADRs for us what she finds in there. No laptop, just papers. Got it. Uh, Spencer already has her phone ready. She they, doesn't say got it, just FYI. Doesn't she? You can't trust the closed captioning. Oh, yeah. You're right. Uh, so uh, uh, Spencer already has her phone ready. Hannah goes through the files, holds up each page, you know, random figures and number sequences on there. And Spencer's like well, it's like a pictures. it's like a one-time pad. It's like yeah. A, like a code. It's grid of letters and numbers. Yeah. It's some real uh, like Bletchley Park shit happening here. Bletchley? Uh, did I say Bletchley or Bletchley? I don't know. I think it's Bletchley. Okay. So it's just going to crack that Enigma code. Uh, so Hannah, like, you know, flips the next one. Sensor takes pictures. Uh, then they click. They hear the click of someone opening the door to Jenna's room, much like we heard earlier in this episode. Their faces are like, oh, shit. Uh, door opens. We see what appears to be a man walking in. He's got black boots this time, which are different from Caleb's brown boots. Definitely not Caleb. Yeah. And this is just more, like, clue vibes here. You know, it's foot, footsteps getting closer Seemingly, this person would have seen Hannah and Spencer by now, but they've, of course, hidden under the bed. Mm. Uh, and this mysterious person comes right over, drops like a newspaper on the ground right next to them, and then yanks that lockbox out right next to Hannah. She, Hannah has, or I'm sorry, Spencer. Spencer has to like scoot aside just to like, you know, avoid it. Uh, nice tension, I think. Mm. Uh, and this it seems think. like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Oh, my, not myself. I think. I think. I think. The guy, uh, Aria, I think. Pulls out the lockbox, unlocks it, sets something down, like right next to it. And we see, oh, it's, uh, it's her old Radley file. It's Mary Drake's old Radley file. It's all like, you know, burnt and like fucked up. And then this, uh, guy puts that file in the lockbox, relocks it, and slides it back under the bed. And a lot of some like grunting and snorting. Like you can definitely tell it's a guy. Snorting, sniffing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was wondering, like, are they trying to imply strongly this is the guy or is the person just on a lot of the cocaine? Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're back up. They're grabbing the phone, picking up down a number, and then we see that it's Noel fucking Khan. Noel Khan. Spencer and, and Hannah, they both get a look. Like, they definitely see him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and an angle that would imply that he would see them, too. <laughs> um, but Noel Khan says in the phone, Hi, I'm calling again for Dr. Cochran. It's Noel Khan. And he hears the response and he says, Tell her I'm running out of time and patience. And he hangs up, sighs, in a fit of anger, he kicks over a stool. And Hannah gives Spencer a look like, Oh shit, did you see that? And Spencer looks at her like, uh, Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> All that build up, and then Noel just angrily kicks a stool. Yeah. And then L- presumably L- leaves. Or, I mean, assuming he leaves, or he just goes to the bathroom and like, takes a number two. So what could he possibly be up to with this Radley file? Seemingly, he broke into Toby's Airstream to get it. No, con. Hot prowl. Yeah. Unless there's, like, I kept thinking, like, 
could this be some sort of misdirect where either Yvonne or Toby or somebody's in on it hmm. and we're being fooled? I don't think so, though. I feel like what we're seeing is probably what happened. Like, Nolcon went and, bro- bro- went and uh, broke into the Airstream to get this file. Hmm. Probably, like, ju- I'm guessing he just, like, ran into Nicole or Yvonne on the way out and, like, pushed her down. Like, you know. <laughs> ran into Nicole. Ran into Nicole. What are you doing here? <laughs> the wrong Airstream. He's like. Why do you have all those leaves and shit in your hair? <laughs> Here, have some C notes. You look mm-hmm. like you need it. Um, I feel like so- Noel Khan's kind of guy that rolls with a, a money roll. Oh, I know? bet. I yeah. bet. Yeah. Uh, so cut to Emily depositing uh, or depositing, placing the dinner menu in front of her mother I while think sitting. Depositing at the is also a word you could use. Very well. She is depositing it in front of her. Good Take evening. Me. I'm Emily, and I'll be taking care of you tonight. Pam's like, well, look at you. Emily's still in her work clothes. But I guess she's got the suspenders off, so she's off. She's off. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I was just I was just looking at the uh, actual menu again. Get a little French dip. Mm-hmm. Little French dip. Little French dip. Little French dip. And some snap peas and duca. Yeah. Emily leans down, kisses her mom on the cheek, they smile at each other. And takes a seat across from her mom, and she says, "This is the first time you've seen this place since it's been renovated, right?" And Pam's like, "Yeah, yeah. What have you been doing all this time, Pam?" <laughs> well, I mean, it's seemingly the only restaurant in town now. There's always the brew, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I could see uh, Pam being like converted mental asylum. That's now a <laughs> posh hotel slash restaurant slash bar. No, thank you. Yeah, no thanks. My husband's dead. Yeah, so then Emily's phone chimes. She checks it, and she got a text from Spencer. It says, Noel broke into Toby's Airstream to steal Mary's file. Are they, like, upstairs right now? I feel like they're stuck under the bed because yeah. Noel went and took a crap with the door open, so they can't sneak past. <laughs> oh, that's not cool, Noel Khan. Pam's just – Pam kind of notices Emily frowning. She's like, everything okay? And Emily's like, yeah, um, sorry. It's um a lottery alert. 200 million. Crazy. <laughs> Emily also plays a lottery. Uh, Pam's just like, yeah, maybe we should get a ticket. I, I love that. Or Pam says that, yeah. I love that because uh, it's such a Pam thing. Maybe we should get a ticket. Emily's like, yeah. And she kind of forces a smile. Obviously distracted because uh, then there's like a bunch of noise from like this group of ladies running into the Radley Lounge here. They're all wearing these uh, bride pride shirts. They've got like rainbow, rainbow feather boas. They're having a grand old time celebrating the lesbian wedding. Uh, they're whooping and laughing. It, they're really loud. Uh, they're like lining up shots and Pam is watching all this. Just like, what the fuck is this? You know, mm. Pam's just like, wow, they're very excited. And Emily's trying to play it cool, but you know, it's not exactly a quiet dinner anymore. Mm. I really wonder why they didn't just go somewhere else at this point. Like if you wanted the quiet dinner, I feel like Emily gets comped the meal. Maybe that's it, yeah. And so it's, it's she's like, we're gonna stick it out. <laughs> I mean, looking at the prices, I'm gonna assume the food is okay, you know, or maybe hopefully a little I guess. better. I mean, than it's that. a hotel, but uh, I'm gonna guess that Emily's just like, I literally can't afford mm-hmm. anywhere else. <laughs> we are eating here no matter what. I don't care how loud it gets. Uh, and she's like, honestly, this isn't even the weirdest or the worst thing that can happen in this uh, this bar. Um, oh, should also mention that the the two brides to be have like the the pink sashes and the tiaras. I mean, this is like a this is a total party happening right behind them right now. 
you know, if I wasn't trying to enjoy a quiet like birthday dinner with my mom, mm-hmm. it looks like fun. I'm surprised it didn't like I don't know reserve the lounge or something. Yeah, I, I guess, guess I just could roll it in, you know, got to do their thing. Yeah, this could be a last minute thing. I mean, because where else are you going to party like this in Roseville? You're not going to go to the brew. You're not going to go to that one bar that Paige took uh, Emily to. The like, like the karaoke bar? bar. Wasn't that like like out of ways? Who even knows? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it was out of ways, right? Because Paige wanted to go out of town. Yeah, presumably because she couldn't be seen in town. Mm-hmm. Presumably the Bradburys, I'm going to assume, closed. I feel I'm like gonna, the Radley shut them down, yeah. Either either like business-wise or like Ashley Marin like went in, smiled at the bartender, went to go use the bathroom, like planted a bomb in a stall. <laughs> um, they're switching over to uh, – you know, we see someone switching over some, uh, uh, some generic Coke and, and bourbon on the counter. Uh, find out where they're going to be in Lucas's loft. Someone's made two drinks and tubblers, picks them up. It's Hannah. She's bringing those drinks over to Caleb, who's over on the couch. He's oh, looking bourbon at those. and Coke. Ew. Yeah. Right? Uh, this Bur- is yeah. – This is – I mean, you're going to have bourbon. You don't need the Coke. Yeah. Anyway, Lucas is lost. Hannah's made – that's, that's not a Hastings move. Well, these aren't Hastings. This is – Hannah's made a couple drinks for her and Caleb. Mm-hmm. Caleb is uh, looking over the, like, printouts of the photos they took of the, the file they found in the lockbox there. Uh, Hannah comes and sits right next to him, puts a drink down for him, and she says, "That's why the airstream is broken into. Noel wanted that file." Yeah, and Caleb's like, "Well, if Noel did steal it, then there's something that we didn't see." Which I guess you guys didn't spend hours exhaustively googling it like Toby did once he got the file. Hopefully, they took pictures of all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hannah says, "Yeah, something worth breaking and entering for." She sighs, scoots a little closer, she says, "Okay, beautiful mind, what's that code mean?" And she's talking about the kind of grid of letters, that like one-time pad-looking thing he's looking at there. And he kind of chuckles and sighs because, I mean, he's not Mona. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Going to need some extra caffeine to figure that out. And Hannah's like, well, this is like some sort of test, right, for Mary? And she's kind of put her other hand on a, another piece of paper there. And Caleb pauses because like, oh, hey, there's no ring on that finger. There's like a, there's a lot of uh, uh, that move. Mm-hmm. especially this season yeah there's people a lot of uh, seeing the rings people seeing rings people not seeing rings yeah, yeah. he's like uh, yeah and then I think she realizes at this point like what he what he just noticed and she yanks her hand back and Caleb looks at the paper and he's like it's her DNA and it's kind of a funny expression from Hannah I feel like she she definitely just to kind of expose and embarrass herself mm. I think um, but maybe not the worst thing that could have happened it's out there. It's like it's out there now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we're back to the bride, bride pride party on the rally with Emily and Pam, you know, awkwardly trying to have a normal dinner right next to it. They have apparently just finished the, the meal. Their and had their places even, cleared. <laughs> yeah. Emily wipes her mouth of her napkin. Uh, she's As being Emily, she's going to try to make the best of the situation. Pam literally has her fingers in her ears. <laughs> Not a good move. I don't care what the relationship is at dinner. Um, and Emily's just like, is it as good as yours? And Pam's like, what? Yeah. And he's like, the steak, is it as good as you make it? Pam's just like, oh, it was, it was good. Not great. It was, it was okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, Emily. Like you really think Pam's going to be impressed with like the steak at the hotel lobby restaurant. Right. Well, 
why would you ask her that? Like, is it as good as you make it? Yeah, I, man, Emily. I would just say, was Emily is good? a terrible like party, you know, partner here. Yeah, uh, and hang. so Pam's just like rubbing her temples right now. Like this noise is awful, and it is getting to her. And Emily's just watching her, like suddenly realizes, like, oh, you're not having fun, are you? And she's like, what's wrong, mom? Uh, Pam kind of shakes her head like, oh, don't worry about it. And then he says, it's dad, isn't it? And Pam's like, no, it's this loud fucking party happening right behind me. <laughs> no, she says, I'm sorry, Em. It's just, and, you know, she wants to say something. But, oh, then uh, Emily's phone beeps again. She checks it. Text from Hannah this time. It says, Caleb's working on lockbox info. Call me when you can. She gets so many texts during this time of her mom that I wish that there was more tension there because I wanted that move. Where Emily finally just like puts her phone in a glass of water. <laughs> I always Maybe love that. Or yeah, one of them. Yeah. I always love that move. Like when uh, I think Community did that in an episode. Um, yeah. So Pam's like, you know, it sounds silly, but I just I I feel guilty if I have fun without your dad. And Emily's like, Mom, remember that one birthday where we took Dad to the all you can eat sushi buffet? Okay, and he ate. And Pam's like, nine rolls. Yeah, I remember. And Emily's like. Dad didn't hold back. <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing I remember about Wayne Fields, it's that, that dude never held back. He was just like id machine. <laughs> he loved us. He loved life. He loved restaurant bathrooms. You should too. Which, man, live life to the fullest. Eat nine sushi rolls, motherfuckers. <laughs> never held back. Yeah, Pam's like, I know. I really like how like Pam is like bearing her soul to Emily, and Emily's only half paying attention because she's checking her phone. So these party girls start cheering again. Emily kind of frowns at them. Then she looks over and, oh, over at the bar, it's Noel fucking Khan getting himself <laughs> another martini from the bartender. And he, he picks up the glass and looks back and, of course, immediately notices Emily watching him. And so just like a total baller, he raises it up to her with a shit-eating grin. Like, cheers, Emily. And Emily's like, who the fuck toasts like that? Oh my god, this is such an awesome move from Noel. I feel like Noel Khan should be drinking drinks that have like scorpions in them or something. Mm-hmm. Which well, uh, it really oh. seems like the writers just they know how to use characters like Jenna and Noel. Yeah. You know, like just a little bit goes so far with them, they can have so much fun with them. I mean, Noel Khan's just like oozing like sexual assholery through this whole episode. Barely says a word. Yeah, sexual assholery, otherwise mm-hmm. known as hot prow. Yeah. Um, well, the, the nice thing about Jenna and Noel is that presence is half of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's half the battle right yeah. there. To to some extent, though, it's a different kind of battle for every viewer. Shower was like that. Sorry, I miss just miss her. I just miss her. Um, miss also, too. if if what Pam is saying is true here, like this must have been really hard when she dated uh, uh, Greg or whatever the hell his name was. Oh, just uh, the other random dude. Yeah, which I got. I bet that guy didn't live life to the fullest. No, I don't think. I think he was like the test was. He's like, well, that's it for me. I can only do eight sushi rolls, and Pam was just like, this will never work out, never. Um, so continuing the alcohol theme, we're over at the Lawrence's house where Mary Drake is pouring some glasses of red wine for Allie and Jason. <laughs> there on the couch. <laughs> Yeah, she holds out a glass, and you see Allie like try to reach for it, but Mary kind of reaches right past Allie to hand it to Jason, and Jason just glares at her, and he's like, "No, thanks." <laughs> Allie's like, uh, "He doesn't drink." And Mary's like, "My apologies," and Allie says, "I'll take it, Mary. Thanks." And this is where Jason does the most hilarious like mega sigh, like this, this fucking, fucking town. 
<laughs> I I watch this like over and over and over again. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> he has the perfect like I can't believe this bitch expression <laughs> on her face. Well, I love equally though when Ali just kind of casually whispers to Mary, "Sorry, I should have told you." <laughs> Well, um, and Allie gets a little like she's kind of funny little smirk as she's watching Jason as she takes the wine. Yeah, uh, oh, I, I love it. I, I just wanted to scene to be like Allison with like two glasses of wine in her hand. I feel um, like Drew Van Acker he earns his keep just for that expression alone. That was amazing. Yeah. So Mary walks over. She sits very stiffly in the chair across from them, and he's just like staring at her like an intense maniac. She's trying to play it cool, which has got to be hard. Allison tries to break the ice, and she's like, "Well, this is nice." <laughs> And he shoots her just the craziest of like Jesus dealer into shade. Um, it's she's like, like, bitch, are you for fucking real? And she's like, you know, just the three of us. The doorbell then rings, of course. Jason looks back, cracks his first smile, and he's like, I hope you guys don't mind, but I invited a friend to dinner. And he smirks as he gets up. <laughs> Friends benefits, if you know what I mean. And Mary's like, that's fine. We have enough food to feed an army. In fact, we have that hideous-looking souffle from that weird gothic girl. Oh, no. No. Um, Ali's like, nonplussed, keeps her mouth shut. So, of course, Jason then leads Ari in. <laughs> <laughs> Allison does not look thrilled. Arya like weakly smiles at them, and Allison's just like this bitch. <laughs> what are uh, you doing here? Yeah. So meanwhile, in the hospital, we see Spencer has let herself into Yvonne's room. She's calling out for her. She's like Yvonne. The bed's I'm, empty. I'm, I'm sorry, we lost her. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> no, Spencer, I mean, literally, we can't find her. Said the rest of the building. She's doctor. gone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, bed's empty, no sign of Yvonne. Spencer's about to leave, and then oh, Yvonne just like walks out of the bathroom area, very gingerly. She's kind of like holding her side, and she's like, "Oh, Spencer, hi." Spencer says, "Hi, how are you feeling?" Yvonne says, "Uh, I got some bruises, cracked rib, but the doctors say I'm lucky." And they both kind of laugh at this because it's like, what an insane thing to say. Spencer's face is just <laughs> full on like terror mania. Like behind a smile, like she, Spencer, like Troy's whole performance in this episode is just like putting on a nice face, but the eyes behind it are like melting down, you know? Well, because adding on to the usual existential dread that is living in Rosewood, there's mm-hmm. just this like absurdity yeah. <laughs> on top of it all. Yeah. Man, uh. just like, oh, what do they know, right? <laughs> and then Toby shows up to ruin the moment. Spencer says, hey, and she kind of steps to the side to let him through. He ignores her completely, staring at Yvonne the whole time. And he's just like, babe, uh, they need you to sign the release papers. And she's like, yeah. And so she she nods and she touches her side again and winces as she's walking by. He's like, need some help. She kind of hisses. and She's like, no, don't be silly. I'll be fine. Bye. They kiss and she goes out in the hall. And then Toby just like laser beams some shade at Spencer. Like he just like walks past her, glaring at her, goes over, gets a bag. I guess Bro, it's like stomp, he, stomp, yeah. stomp. Yvonne's bag. He's a big old huff. He's very unhappy, everyone. He's letting people know it. And Spencer's face through all this is just like low-key Hermione when she broke Harry's wand right now. You know, like she's just know. like, oh, I'm horrible. Yeah, so then he says. I went to get Yvonne's things, and the only thing missing in that airstream was that file. So she was like, I'm so sorry that I dragged you in the middle of this. Toby, I feel terrible. Well, I'm going to find out who took it. 
Listen, the only thing you need to do is pack up your things and get Yvonne as far away from this place as possible. And then it takes all of Toby's investigative cop skills to realize something is up. He's like, what do you know that I don't? And she says, about just this or in general? Because like, <laughs> take a I fucking that, seat. <laughs> what I don't know that you don't know. I mean, that's seven seasons in a movie. Um, so Spencer does her own like Aria panted over the shoulder check. I feel like everyone wants to get some of that now. Trying to get in on that over the shoulder check. Yeah, yeah. so she shuts the door of her room for some privacy, and she's like, Toby, you're building her a house. You can build her a house anywhere, okay? I need to be here right now, but you and Yvonne don't. Major Toby face. And she's like, please, no one's ever really safe in Rosewood. And then more Major Toby face. Which, I love that because it's it's so true of Spencer. Like, this is her burden to carry. But also, it's like, you're a cop. <laughs> and your your ex-girlfriend is just like, I need to be here. This is my holy fucking quest. You're just some dude. <laughs> Go be some dude elsewhere if you're if you're lady. Yeah. Go build that house, Bob Vila. Um oh, so that the, house. Yeah. I have some thoughts about that house we'll get to in a bit. Ooh. House thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. after the commercial we pan down at the rally to see the bride pride party is still lit. Pam's still covering ears, not touching her dessert. Well, they they fucking ordered dessert. And he's like, I'm really getting the most out of my comp dinner. The waitress is like, uh, dessert for you ladies? And Pam's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, sure. Pam's like rubbing her temples, having the worst night of her life. And he's like, yes, we're definitely going to keep staying here. Uh, yeah. So she's like, mom, mom, I'm sorry. This is not <laughs> how I thought tonight was going to be. Pam's just like, it, it's fine. And a bartender comes over delivering them some Cosmos. And bartender's like, here you are, ladies. And Pam's just like, what? And he's like, um, no, we didn't order these. And the bartender's like, yeah, it's it's a gift. You know, for a second, I really thought Noel Kahn was the one who sent these over. Well, I mean, I think you're supposed to think like some something. I mean, something sinister. Yeah. There's a note there Emily reads. I mean, I, I thought, oh, shit, it's AD, like playing around with them. You know, Maybe it's notes. AD and AD is just like, your mom looks like she's having a really <laughs> shitty time. Here's some Cosmos. Like, God, you're a terrible daughter. <laughs> no, no, like uh, a revenge-based mm-hmm. ontological terrorism anymore. Just like, stop being so shitty. Honestly, here's this a, is painful to watch. Here's a coupon for that place where you throw the plates against your wall. I just think your mom could use it, Emily. She's had a rough couple of years. Go live life to the fullest. And Emily's like, that's a really specific note. <laughs> um, yeah, the the note from the the bride pride party says, "Sorry for the noise." I hope these drinks make up for it. And the bartender also drops off a silver tiara for them to wear, which if that came from Noel Kahn, that'd be great. That's a power move. Yeah. <laughs> he's just handing out silver tiaras. Um, and then he's like, it's a, it's a peace offering from the brides to be. I look over the bride party uh, who are like waving them and smiling and screaming, hi. And the fields girls smile back and Pam waves too, but her smile's kind of pained. And Emily's like, they look like they're having fun. And Pam says, what? Oh. Well, there's something about that line delivery that really cracks me up. Yeah. Like it's almost accusatory. It's like, they look like they're having fun. Yeah. Why aren't you, mom? <laughs> and Pam, <laughs> Pam just kind of winces and puts the tiara down. She's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go thank them. And she gets up and then she stops and reaches back. She's like, oh, I forgot my Cosmo. Yeah, so get it, girl. Picks up her drink and heads over to the party. And Emily's just staring over at the bride's be, uh, or I'm sorry, staring at the bride to be tiara, kind of like a dork. And Pam plops herself down right between the two brides, and she's just about to get fucking crunk over there. 
I feel like maybe Pam was just waiting for an excuse to ditch her daughter. She's just like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm sorry. How did you put it? Her drag of a daughter? (laughs) Her drag of a daughter. (laughs) I just want us to cut back later and the brides are like helping Pam up to do like a keg stand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, sorry, honey, you're boring. Yeah. Steak dinner. Yawn. Maybe like, uh, uh. The one of the the lady cops could come back and be like, "I got a noise complaint," and then suddenly she pulls out a boombox, hits play, and starts like stripping all over him. And Pam's like throwing bills at her. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so back at a, another <laughs> lovely De Laurentiis dinner. Another classic De Laurentiis dinner. Yeah. Mary's clearing Norman some Rockwell salad. Well, would be so jealous. Yeah. Mary's clearing some salad plates here, but it looks like they were just like. Had like carrots and celery and like dipping sauce or something. <laughs> this looks so shitty. I, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what the proper. Uh, I just squirted some mayonnaise yeah, and some mustard onto a plate. What's the proper appetizer for beef Wellington? I think it was. Uh, trying to remember. Gordon Ramsay had it was like mashed potatoes and like truffle slices or something. Anyway, Mary says time for the main course. So she walks off with the plates, and then we see the the Last Supper here. Framed with Allie and Jason facing each other from both sides of the table, Arya right between them, looking right at us. Which is so ironic because so far you would think, based on the the iconography of, the, of season seven so far, it should be Allison who splits anyone down the middle. But you got fucking Jesus right there at the table. <laughs> Only also had the shisher. I mean, I'm assuming that we there's like an uh, Mary's chair is in the way. There's probably like a bread bowl there that uh, Arya and Jason are going to reach into at the same time, and so identify Arya as the one who will betray him. I mean, this is, yeah, this is definitely like the, uh, the Holy Trinity of, Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it goes without saying that this is super stilted and awkward right now. Yeah. Allie is not happy. As soon as Mary's gone, she unloads on Jason. She also, says, let's just assume Allison is like three bottles in. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, she has three wine glasses in front of her for some reason. <laughs> I'm not really sure why, but I mean, it's just the angle. Those could be Mary's and Arya's, but they they look like they're all in front of Allie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm triple fisting it tonight. Uh, Allie says, tonight was supposed to be strong. about giving you. <laughs> yeah, just get her some. <laughs> she has those like really long straws. Going out of all three glasses at once. Yeah. yeah. Tonight was supposed to be about giving her, a, you giving her a chance. You've hardly said two words to Mary since we sat down. He's like, oh, I have words, Allie. Believe me. You just don't want to listen. You're too busy defending her. <laughs> and now it's time for Allie to redirect her wrath at Arya here. She says, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> L-O-L. Arya's like, Allie. But she can't even bother the good lies. So Allie just goes back to Jason. Oh, no, it's like, it doesn't, like, she doesn't give her time. She just turns right yeah. back to Jason immediately. You can at least make an effort, Jason. <laughs> Which I think is even better than telling Arya off. It's just basically telling her, I don't even give a fuck about your opinion. Well, it's like, obviously, like, you didn't have an immediate answer, so I don't I don't care to hear your bullshit. You know? Well, and really, she has a point in her ire here that this is about Jason doing it to her. Mm-hmm. You know, Arya didn't invite herself. Yeah. Jason says, yeah, well, while you're making an effort, she's making off with her silverware. I would love if they cut to Mary, like sliding forks into a purse and stopping when she overhears that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been found out. Says, I shall turn into a bat and fly out this window. Oh, I'm sorry. Arya says this. Arya says, Jason's just worried about you. Elliot didn't just drain your money. He drained the Karasumi group funds. And you know that Mary is a part of it. 
And Jason's like, uh, actually, I wanted to be the one to tell her that, Arya. <laughs> Allie says, so you think she's playing me? And Arya's like, yes, you moron. She admitted to it. Uh, that she and Elliot were trying to steal back Charlotte's money. Uh, I really like that uh, Jason and Arya are having none of Allie's shit right now about reconnecting with Mary. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm just saying... Technically, they're 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 absolutely correct, and they're trying to like, like crack open the shell that Allison has around her. Hmm. But tactic wise, hmm. if I'm going to have an intervention, like the hammer that I'm bringing in is not Arya. Are you are you taking Mary's side in this? Uh, not necessarily, but I'm just thinking like Jason, like it's like it's like he's basically brought a date to an intervention. <laughs> like really, he should have brought Spencer in. I don't know. That that's a, that's awesome. that's a lot to bring in. That's true. That's like but, the opposite of Arya. That's like too much. So what's in the middle? I think Is you bring Emily Hannah. In? Hannah knows what Hannah means. Yeah. True. 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 Um, yeah. So uh, Allie's like, yeah, but she didn't end up doing it about the uh, stealing back. I, I feel like Hannah would be the one who'd be like, so Mary, tell us about the zombie makeup you wore. What was that like? Like she just cut right to the chase. I feel like Jason's vindictive enough that he'd be like, I'm only having dinner with you if you put on the zombie makeup. <laughs> Creep. Um, put, some, put some actual color on your face, you vampire. Uh, so Allie's just like, yeah, but she ended up doing it. And so Jason's face here is like, I'm glad I'm not the only idiot at the table. Uh, I doubted myself all those years for nothing all over again. <laughs> and Arya's just like, you believe that? And Allie's like, if she stole the money, why would she still be here? And Arya's like, Ali, I think that you want to accept her more than you actually should. <laughs> and so Allison's like, so, so that's why you're here. Spider to the fly. Yeah. yeah, so that's why you're here. It's two against one. And they both make these faces like, no, but yeah. <laughs> um, so Mary then comes back in. It's like fancy platter of pastry medallions. And she says, hope you're hungry. Beef Wellington, my specialty. Very wow, fancy. I really, I really am portraying her like a vampire. Sorry. Okay. Well, um, where did Mary learn to cook like this? Uh, I think we're going to find out somewhere. Well, I mean, so, she was in Riley the whole time, wasn't she? No. Not went past an age where she could have learned to cook. I don't know. Beef Wellington, that's a, that's, that's a production. Hmm. Uh, I know because I watched that Gordon Ramsay video. Anyway, Jason's like, your specialty? Mary's like, mm-hmm. And Jason's like, that was my mom's specialty. She made it for her birthdays every year. I'm going to get real territory about that beef wellington. Every year? What if you're like, Mom, my favorite food is tacos. And she's like, sorry, it's beef wellington again. He's like, can't we just get pizza? Mom, all I want to do is get stoned and eat Chef Boyardee. She's like, nope, beef wellington. Uh, So Mary says, I suppose it's a family recipe. And Jason's like, and do you suppose you stole my mother's necklace as well? And Allie's like, Jason. And Mary like reaches for her throat, all defensive. And Allie's like, I gave it to her. And Jason says, you gave her mom's necklace? And her eyes are pleading for him to drop it, but he's not about to because he's Jason. Uh, and he's like, ah, can't you see? She's manipulating you, Allie, and it's working. I mean, she's not mom. Or is she? Ooh. And Allie's like, Jason. And so she puts her hand on his to calm him down. She's like, relax. And Allison has totally fucking notice that hand touching and shoots this curious look at Arya like ah I see you it's bitch. just this great look it's just kind of like mm? yeah I like where this is going by the way now that now that we've roped in Allie to this weird relationship drama I definitely yeah. like where this is going yeah um, and Mary's like it's fine 
All right, it's fine. I understand how you must think of me. I mean, you never even got the chance to know me. Your mom always kept us apart. And I was like, what do you mean? And Mary's like, once these two were old enough to have any memories of me, she forbid me from coming back to Rosewood. I like that Jessica just like has the power to to banish people from Rosewood. Yeah. Somehow. Quite possibly via police bribes. (laughs) Could be, yeah. Um, so Mary pauses, looks over at Jason. He looks back and Mary's like, but I did see Jason some years ago. And then we cut to a flashback of Jason floating <laughs> up in a toilet. <laughs> no, <don't>, actually. <laughs> we cut back to that flashback from uh, well, the, 6A. The whole business with like the beef Wellington, that's my mom's specialty. I mean, are they just fucking with us with all this kind of, uh, you know, maybe it really is Jessica stuff. I mean, there's obvious explanation. Like, sure, it's a family recipe and whatnot. Right. Don't know. Mm-hmm. So flashback. This is the flashback we saw in 6A when injured Jason, which, by the way, is referencing a time in season 3B, uh, is trying to hole up at Uncle Carol. I'm sorry, Aunt Carol's house. That's right. Yeah. Uncle Carol. I don't know why I typed that. Uh, <laughs> his mom's already there. We, we, you know, we, we saw this part of the flashback before. Jason's like, I'll just stay here tonight then. And then Jessica's just like, that's not a good idea. It's a mess in there. And she basically like cuts him off from entering. And Jason's like, I don't care, Mom. It's, it's one night. And Jessica's like, I said no, Jason. I'll be done in an hour. I'll see you at home. And she kind of puts a smile back on her face and pats his shoulder, goes back to her flowers. And then, you know, that telltale whack somewhere in the distance. Sounds like maybe like a screen door closing. Jessica tenses up for a moment. And Jason, he looks back, he's confused. He says, is someone in there? And Jessica says, that's just the wind. <laughs> Classic VLL moment. Just the win, Jason. You're going to doubt yourself for years over that. Yep, yep. And we see, of course, the insert that Mary's actually peeking out the window watching as Jason walks away in this, this flashback. Yeah, so we you know, we thought it was Charlotte. Uh, it's actually was Mary. Mm. Um, so inside, we see Mary like watching well, behind the drapes. Interesting that they actually followed up on that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jessica enters. We see Andrew Parker. She has her, because I'm actually watched TV back then. She has her hair from The Pretender, which is a show she did a long time ago, which is basically like a dark Rachel cut. Um, it just was like, really, Mary? Pull yourself together. I guess <laughs> I guess Mary is basically the Jason of uh, that era of the, of the, the clan. Um, so Mary's like, how could you be so cruel? I just found out that my child is dead. I left him in your care. Jessica's like, and I gave Charles the best life that I could, Mary. I loved him of all my heart. Well, I got to say, this scene is a little awkward because all the, the he and him here. I mean, yeah. I, I guess Jessica's trying to protect Charlotte's new identity by, by playing along. But yeah. Well, and, and from Mary's perspective, presumably she would know nothing about yeah, like yeah. actual Charlotte's life. You know? Yeah. So Mary's just like, how did it happen? I need to know. I need answers. Please tell me. And Mary says, or I'm sorry, Jessica says, I don't know about you, but I got I had trouble like keeping these two, you know, separate. Uh, you're not supposed to be here, Mary. You know that. And this is when I wonder, like, is it possible that Mary was never properly released from Radley? Could be. Like, that's why Jessica has all this power over her. Could very well be. Like, could Jessica still have her committed if she wanted to? Probably. I mean, I mean that that's would... like a fucked up power dynamic, you know? That could also tie into how Mary's like not allowed back in town. You know, she, yeah, it yeah. could be like a thing that anytime she tries to, Jessica just like picks up the phone and calls a calls a, a doctor or something. Which you know, we know that she was definitely in with like the board of Radley and what have you. Mm-hmm. 
and paying off cops left and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jessica tries to walk off. Mary cuts right in front of her. She's pleading. She's like, Jessica, please. Jessica's like, it wasn't my fault. And she's like, wow, what comfort. Mother of the year right here. Yeah. We get a, a great uh, side shot of the two of them facing each other. And we can see that Mary is like an inch or two taller or maybe just in heels. I don't know. Or she's just levitating because she's a vampire. Mm-hmm. And Jessica says, I gave him everything that I could. And Mary says, I just don't understand why you won't tell me what happened. She's almost crying. And Jessica says, you're not the victim here. You gave birth, but he was my son. Don't ever forget that. And don't ever come back here. And Jessica just drops that mic and walks off. Uh, leaving Mary. Mary kind of drifts over to the mantle. Looks at a picture of young you know, Charles slash Charlotte there. It's the, uh, we've seen this picture before, I'm pretty sure. It's uh, the Cousin Freddy picture. Yeah, Cousin Freddy. And in flashback, I mean, what a great flashback, Mary. She was, Mary is just like, look, I can see that my presence here is upsetting, bringing up a lot of old memories of your dead mother. So allow me to tell you a story about what a heinous, cruel bitch your mom was and how she lied to me on the reg about my child. That'll make you feel better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you'll feel better, maybe. I'll, I'll feel, feel better. better. <laughs> um. But, but you know, my long-standing theory is that if you see the flashback, it's not fake. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I believe uh, Unless happened. it's like that, that one, like, hypnotism thing. Well, yeah, that was obviously shot to be bonkers weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I feel like that is a rule we can rely on. You might kill the guy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Maybe a little too much, Em. <laughs> so, yeah, so in flashback, back at the dinner, everyone's, like, sinking into their new layer of discomfort of this tale. Even oh, how Jason- do you respond to that? Well, I mean, Jason's like, so? <laughs> and? <laughs> Even Jason's a little bit chastened. Yeah. Allie, uh, of course, has to say, that's terrible that she didn't tell you more about Charlotte. Well, so we see Mary like, slowly drinking her wine after telling this tale. Like, we can see how that pain has become part of her, like, vampiric hardness. Um, and then she's like, when Jessica decided the conversation was over, it was over. Jason's really thinking hard on all the new shit that has come to light. Mary hits the wine again. She says, she locked herself in the storm cellar until I left. Allie's like, Aunt Carol had a storm cellar? Like, for some reason, this is the detail that her and Aria both note here. Not that Jessica just went and hid in the storm cellar until Mary left. Yeah. That's kind of weird, right? Yeah, that's a little strange. And Mary Um, nods. Like, Mary doesn't seem to notice all the significant looks Aria and Allie are, like, shooting at each other right now about the storm cellar business. Wouldn't it be great if after Mary's story, like the gravity and like Jason just like reaches over and grabs one of those glasses of wine. That would be amazing. And then like Allison and Arya both lunge across the table to try to stop him. And he's like, no. He just like pulls out his like 10 year chip. It's like, (laughs) fuck it. Throws it in the fire. This fucking town. Oh, I feel like Jason would burn his sobriety down just to do that. <laughs> this uh, town, it never changes. <laughs> so back at the rally, Pam is like cracking up, getting swerved with the rest of the bride party. Uh, she smiles over Emily. Like Pam looks like she could not be happier in her life. Um, Emily's just like standing there feeling satisfied as if she's responsible for this. Me and Epifaria. I just have to say, I don't think Pam could have this kind of fun if Wayne was there. Oh, for sure not. I, I mean, if Wayne and her both got invited to hang out with the bride pride party, I just don't see Wayne being like, let's get some sushi rolls up in here. <laughs> Nine of them. <laughs> well, I kind of wonder, like, Emily's, you know, she's 
content to hang back. Is it possible also that maybe uh, there's an extra two in the crowd there? Oh, I was just going to say, Emily's like, yeah, I can. I fuck both the brides. Yeah, it, it would be weird. Yeah, Honestly, by them being my one night stands that I kind of like brushed off, that's actually how I think they met <laughs> in the hallway <laughs> outside my apartment. Play it. <laughs> that's, so that's it, what Nocon was cheering. Yeah. Emily's hanging back talking to Arya here. He's just shown up. Um, Arya says, Mary said Jessica used to have a storm cellar she would spend a lot of time in. It was news to <laughs> Allie and Jason, too. <laughs> this is so thin. I want Emily, like, so Emily's half listening. She's basically watching her mom. But I want Emily to be like, Arya, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Emily literally says, yeah, I used to hide in my closet and. LOL. <laughs> so many LOLs. Uh, I feel like right now it's just like, hey, person over there partying. We haven't talked in a while. Yeah. But Arya. You don't remember me? First of all, how is that possible? Yeah. Secondly, that actually might work in my favor. <laughs> Daria keeps talking. She says, considering all the secrets Jessica kept about Mary and Charlotte, who knows what we'll find in that secret storm cellar. Secret storm cellar. Emily looks over at her mom again, and it looks like they're like about to form a conga line right now. <laughs> I mean, they're just like having all of the fun. You know, no, no more fun can be had in this lobby here because they're having all of it. I just want the bartenders to be like, you never know what you're going to get at the Radley Lobby Bar. You know, some nights it's a bride pride party doing a conga line, which is fantastic. The other night I watched a guy and a girl meet over a drink and then straight up go in the elevator to fuck. <laughs> We're a classy joint. Just that guy is the new chief of police. <laughs> Just outside of town, the Radley. Complain? We'll comp you a massage or two. <laughs> yeah, so Emily looks over her mom again, conga line situation, and she says, wait, okay, so you think there might be something down there that could help us find out who she was close to? And Ari's like, or link us to someone who might want revenge for Charlotte's murder. This is like the thinnest lead ever, but the liars need it, so they're going to go with it. Any excuse to some, go somewhere isolated in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, I, I love this kind of classic PLL-ness. Like, we need to get that laptop. We need yeah. to go see that secret storm seller. The only thing missing is, like, I want them to find, like, a like a secret encoded diary from Charlotte that they have to like decipher. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those those are always fun. But, yeah, off screen, so much. Pam's like, Emily, come on, come on, conga. Um, she's trying to wave Emily over to join their dance party, and Emily's like, okay, look, can we do this tomorrow? It's my mom's birthday, which you might have noticed. And, and I was like, I, I can't tomorrow. It, it has to be tonight. You know, for for a second during the scene, I forgot the like the tomorrow part of it. I really thought Arya was going to somehow like demand Emily leave her mother on her birthday night and then not go as well. I was like, yeah. holy shit, did she pull that off? But no, it is tomorrow night. That'd be classic, right? We just don't see tomorrow during the day at all. Yeah, yeah. And Emily's like, why? And like these million crazy smiles pass over Arya's face all at once. And Arya's like, Ezra wants to elope to Tuscany. And Emily's like, wow, you two are just awful. This is what I mean about Emily having a masochistic Ezra fetish. I, I, see, what would have been great if she's just like, yeah, tell me what you're going to wear. Tell me what you're going to eat. Ooh, tell me all the funny things Ezra's going to say to you. Yeah, <laughs> go on. Yeah. So she's happy for Arya. But then, of course, Arya has to frown now because, you know, that little voice in the back of her head screaming danger. Which... She's not a fucking idiot. Like, she knew it when uh, they were going out to the murder cabin. 
mm-hmm. like romantic yeah. like rendezvous. Like she knew something shady as fuck about Ezra, um, and it usually involves a dead girl or two. But I was like, but I could never do that. I, I mean, not to have you guys there as we talked about just this very morning in this very spot. And our enemy's like, Arya, if that's what you want, that's what you should do. P.S. I don't want to go to your wedding. Yeah. Arya's like, I don't know. I think so. She looks so hopeful. Emily can't help but grin. And Arya's like, Em, you know what? No. Say that out loud. I, I can never leave you guys. Emily's like, shit. <laughs> uh, she wants her spawn, but then there's like even more party shouting. She looks over. Her mom's like waving her over. She's got like two straws in her mouth, like sucking down Cosmos. Which, wouldn't it be great if Emily was just like, let me get real with you, shusher. I didn't want to go to fucking like, like Hannah's wedding of, of uh, Jordan and who knows where. I want to go to your wedding even less. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so two straws. The kind of fun she couldn't have Wayne Fields. Um, yeah, so Emily says, in 20 years, you're not going to look back or rem- and remember that time you missed breaking into a storm cellar. Won't you, though? Yes, you will. She says, okay, you're going to remember when you and Ezra became husband and wife, how that was when it all went wrong. She says, hey, Hannah and Spencer and I will go to Allie's aunt's tomorrow night when no one's around. We'll fill you in. Arya, you're doing this for us. Please, go get hitched. Uh, I, I think I blame the bride pride party for like putting Emily in a wedding mood right now. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she can't uh, ignore the, you know seductive charms of the bride pride party she's she's just in a mood aria please go finally marry your romantic predator mm-hmm. for all, all of us sinners out there so we never have to hear about it again yeah um but yeah i would totally agree i think you absolutely would remember that you did not get to break into that storm cellar mm-hmm. yeah so Arya's like i'm actually gonna do this which sounds insane <laughs> um they smile at each other and meanwhile pam is just getting down like grinding on girls uh, we see some mom dancing over in the, the party scrum. That's some serious her. mom dancing, yeah. Yeah. Arya watches her amused as we pan away to the transition of Lucas's law for Caleb's hacking. And Hannah's sitting next to him watching it. That's got to be so boring to watch. It looks like they switched well, to water now. Not just boring. It seems as though Hannah has been sitting next to Caleb the entire time. Mm-hmm. That would drive me nuts if I was Caleb. Yeah. Are you just going to watch me the whole time? This is really awkward and kind of intimidating. This is, uh, what is this, back, backseat hacking? That's no good. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I recognize the pattern, but I'm not familiar with the encryption, which. <laughs> sure. Uh, he's like, like running a, an app over this, uh, you know, grid of letters and numbers here. Yeah. So Hannah's like staring off in the distance, fingering the, the Hannah necklace Spencer gave her. Because she's thinking about Spana. Mm-hmm. On this computer, we see Han- uh, Caleb's running some script, trying to crack that one-time pad. He's typing away, and finally Hannah's come to the decision. She sighs, and she's like. Jordan and I broke up. I thought you should know. So he's cautiously surprised. He puts the laptop down on the table to get serious. He's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, it's just weird. Being so close to someone and then having to cut them out of your life completely, it's like losing a limb or something or a part of you. And he's like, it'll get better, Han. She looks right at him him and she's like, I'm not talking about him. She holds that look for a long time and finally Caleb, like it hits him like, oh. And she's like, are we still friends? And Caleb's like, always. They stare at each other a while longer. Neither really presses it further, you know, for now. Yeah. At first I thought Hannah, or that uh, Caleb was maybe kind of throwing a cold shoulder here, mm-hmm. like after she did to him after they kissed. But on rewatch, I think 
Hannah like kind of set the terms like were we still friends? And so I yeah. think he's he's just responding to that, you know, he's not kind of like moving. Well, I further. think he's he's responding to her cold shoulder from before and to this. So, you know, there's nothing for him to make a move on, he feels like. He's not gonna, you know, move he's gonna let her dictate, I think, for now, I guess is what you could say. Well, I was I was laughing to myself because it's like, you know, you're thinking about someone, you have to cut them out of your life completely. It's like losing a limb or a part of you because you ran back home in the rain on a romantic New York evening to find that half your closet was empty. <laughs> Kayla's just like, are you talking about Jordan? And Hannah's like, who? <laughs> She's like, honestly, I never understood half what he said. Um, Holy so shit, neither did I. <laughs> oh, the- my God. That's such a relief. <laughs> I was just trying to be really polite and nodding. I hope I didn't agree to anything. Um, so that's a bride pride party. Uh, Pam polishes off her Cosmo, rushes over to talk to Emily, who's just been like quietly watching them from the dinner table, which is weird. And Pam's like, so I'm meeting Margaret and Brie for book club on Saturday, but they are not inviting Keith. So I can't really can't say anything. And Em, em shakes her head like, yeah, fuck Keith. Fuck him. <laughs> um, and Pam's like, oh, and then after that, we're going to go to tea at Margaret's. And I offer to make some of those cucumber sandwiches that you love so much. And Emily touches her hearts and rolls her eyes in agreement. Like, yeah, it's a great, great physical comedy acting from Shane Mitchell. And Pam's like, so I can save you some if you want. And Emily's like, wow, you made some friends, some actual fun friends who are half your age. And Pam's <laughs> like, you know, Em, I have to admit, tonight has really been a blast. I mean, it turns out I just need to get away from you to have some <laughs> she doesn't actually say that, but she should. Yeah. Emily's like, good, I know. And Emily's like, thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> so they hug. Pam lets out a satisfied groan. Then she notices that St. Motel's My Type is playing, which I, I really do like this song. Really? They start doing some super, mm. super dorky mom some dancers. Interesting information about Marcus Sparks right there. I do like this song. I would also. Would you say this, this song is your type? Man, good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also do the same dorky mom dance moves. I would start gyrating at somebody as I sang along to it. I absolutely mm-hmm. would. Uh, so Emily laughs and Pam pulls her up and like leads her over to the dance with the rest of the party. And we are treated to like a mother and daughter, like getting down on the floor together. Um, again, Shane Mitchell towers over Nia Peoples. Um, I think I, Pam might actually be doing disco moves. She's like doing disco. She's, you know, swinging her finger around. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we're going to cut to outside Spencer's barn. Spencer opens the door and has like an alarmed face. And she's like, Toby. And he's like, it's me, babe. Uh, no. There's that son of a bitch. He's standing on her doorstep, unannounced as usual, I am sure. And she's like, uh, Literally darkening her doorstep. Yes. Hey, come in. So if he was a vampire, she's just doomed herself more than usual. Because I mean. I'm sure he already had the invite. Toby has old school David Boreanaz hair. Yes, he does. <laughs> and uh, so he walks right past her. He doesn't uh, shut the door. Oh, no, wait, that's later. No, she shuts the door. Um, and you know things are serious because he's got his hands in his pockets. Like, this is bigger than hand acting. We're going to get uh, – someone pointed out the brow acting. I would go a step further and say there's some, like, shoulder acting. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I, I feel like King Alex, he's trying this thing or like every episode, it's like a new part of his body is going to tell the story. Whoa. <laughs> so he says. So I've been thinking, uh, I'm sorry, I've been uh, thinking a lot about what you said today. I just want to be honest with you. And she says, okay. She crosses her arms. Her eyes are looking a bit wild. It's like she just has no idea where this is going. Um, and again, you can tell it's killing him not to say this with his hands. And he's like, <sighs> 
I didn't start building the house for Yvonne. I was building it for you. So the, the wide-eyed panic in Spencer's face is she's just like, what the fuck is happening? Is this what I think it is? Oh, shit. But then um, in those few minutes that it took me to get to the hospital, I just I couldn't imagine my life without her. And that's when the touch of indignation falls behind her eyes and she nods, looks down. Yvonne has family in Maine. It's a small town. She says, you like those? Chuckles a little. Like she's heartbroken, but she's you know putting on the facade, and he says, "We both do, uh, so we're gonna start a family there." Total, complete despair, Spencer. She masters it, blinks a few times, manages a happy reply, says, "That sounds perfect." They nod at each other, and Toby's like, "Nothing's ever perfect, but this is really close." So she nods again, left hanging there. She's the one taking the the L here. Uh, he moves to leave, but stops at the door and just impotently shrugs a few times like a few times it's just like eh, you know yeah so Spencer's looking at him like she's never gonna see him again oh you're not that lucky Spencer and Toby says I'll see you and she says yeah and then he leaves he doesn't close the door <laughs> he leaves the door open as he leaves yeah so it, it slowly starts to close on its own she waits so it's completely closed so she can turn around and just let those tears flow and she says to an empty house an empty room goodbye and she cries to herself I mean, number one, Troyan killing it as usual. You know, I would say Keegan Allen, though, great acting partner to her in this episode, especially this scene. From a character standpoint, I don't think Toby needs to share all these details. Toby's just like, I just thought you might like to know that, you know, this will make you feel even worse. Is that cool? (laughs) Before I go, I have one more hand grenade to throw at you. How shitty do you feel right now? But I'm going to throw that hand grenade without my hands. I feel better. <laughs> You'll feel better, maybe, but I'll feel better. Oh, my God. If Spencer turned around and Bruce Springsteen was just, like, sitting on the couch, like, playing some riffs. Like, Toby. Time to, time to do the all-time top five, Spencer. Sometimes, Toby, you don't need to tell a girl everything. Mm-hmm. She could have gone on living her life not knowing you built that house for her. Also, what does he do with that house now? <laughs> Is he just like, holy shit, I'm going to take a bath on that? <laughs> I want him to be like, if I'm really being honest with you, Spencer, even though I've already said way too much, I was never going to finish that house. <laughs> Turns out I'm a shitty contractor. I'm looking at 125, maybe 150K in the hole. What were people thinking? I was a teenager when I started in the construction business. Do you think your dad would want to buy it? No, never mind. (laughs) On poor Spencer, she's just catching it left and right here. She lost her job. She lost her boyfriend. Her old ex just shows up to just like pour salt in that wound and dump her too, you know. Uh, speaking of houses, someone brought us up on the internet. Uh, I apologize, I didn't catch who. Um, we've long had this debate of who actually owns the De Laurentiis house currently. I think it's still up for debate. Yeah, well, so, I mean, so, I, I feel like officially Jason probably does, but Ken De Laurentiis is the kind of guy who he's just one of those assholes. He just assumes it's his. Well, so so Jason bought it, mm-hmm. then. Uh, uh, Jessica basically took possession of it. Then Ken took possession of it. Mm -hmm. Seemingly Allison's taken possession of it. Now Jason's like, nope, my house still. Also, I'm broke. Yeah. 
Well, I think this was the scene that uh, Troyan was tweeting about. Like she had to like call Marlene after she read it or something. I mean, it's it seems like they're playing it like this might be the last time we see Toby for a while anyway. But they're filming scenes like around. Well, who knows what they're doing. But, you know, it seems like this was uh, some sort of send off. I guess we'll yeah. see. I mean, it's so a long. Scene. Yeah. You'll never hear my voice again. There's some there's some real emotion there, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. after the commercial, the liar sans are scoping out the side of the old Aunt Carol's house. This is well, the this next is night. Interesting arrangement to exclude Arya here. I mean, on the one hand, fucking Ezra bullshit. One more time, keeping Arya away from another away mission, you know. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wonder if maybe this grouping is intentional. Hmm. Like they they're losing Arya and gaining Allie. Was okay when they went back to Aunt Carol's here. Mm-hmm. To look for the grave. Wasn't Arya missing from that as well? Uh, I'd have to look. What was that? 604? 605? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I know I saw something. Someone had asked I, Marlene King about the uh, Spencer and the blood in the dollhouse, which was a flashback that Spencer was dealing with during that moment. Oh, yeah. Supposedly that's coming back. Um Yeah, I guess you'd want Allison, you know, present if uh, you're going to be looking at some top secret old dealer into shit. Also, it's another scene that passes the Ezria test. So that is true. Yeah. They've got some green flashlights here. I don't know if it's a color cast but, or the way they shoot the night scenes, but these are could oh, yeah, be Spencer's. You... I thought they were green. Yeah. Well, the, the flashlights, they appear green. I don't know if that's just because of the color grade they did to get the night shot to look like night or if there's something else going on. Spencer's like, this is the elite shit. I bought these on the uh, Israeli dark web. Mm-hmm. Special forces use this kind of shit. Um, so Emily's like, so no con stole Mary's rally file and is shacking up with Jenna. And Spencer's like, well, we don't know if they're together, but he definitely has in and out privileges in her hotel room. Lockbox. Lockbox. Okay. Yeah. Aria was not there. It was, uh, Spencer, Hannah, Jason, and Allie when they went before. So when Allison is like, oh, and Carol never had a, uh, storm shelter or whatever, uh, Aria's like, I have literally never been there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Great outfit by Hannah in that scene, by the way. Yeah. Uh, anyway, where were we? Emily says, maybe he's the reason Sarah Harvey slipped in the shower mm. that she puts on her sunglasses and smiles at the camera. Um, because Emily's with them. They're surrounded by the sounds of crickets and owls and some creepy forest dwellers. Hannah looks up. She's frustrated. She's like, there's nothing here. And Emily's like, cellars are below ground, Hannah. She points her flashlight down towards the ground. Yeah, LOL. Hannah makes a funny Hannah face here. That's just classic Hannah moment, you know. Mm. Spencer kind of smirks at this, but then she notices, oh, some cellar doors are nearby underneath some overgrown bushes. Right where it should be. Mm-hmm. So she leans down and moves some foliage out of the way. She's like, guys, the other girls come and help her open the door. And then we cut inside some dusty, dirty, like cobwebbed wooden stairs. The liars make their way down. And Emily's just like, ugh. That smell it smells like my grandma's house. Yeah. Sister says, yeah, if grandma died, was eaten by her cats, and then found five days later. Nailed it. Um, the walls are naturally covered in spy photos of Allie, headlines, maps, filing cabinets, all the usual trappings of a lair. And it's also- like they're hardly even surprised by this. Like, oh, look at that. It's just another creepy lair. Yeah. Allison's like, dark much? And Sister's like, ugh, just dark enough, because hashtag dark is what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so she finds a light switch. Amazing, that there's power for a dim lamp. Uh, right in hey, front where of is it, Where's the power coming from? 
the house. But like nobody's lived here in years. I don't like. I don't know. Are you still paying for the power? Could be. Could be. Yeah. I would sell this house if you're so hard up for cash. I would probably sell children. this house too. Maybe Rick actually owns this house right now. Well, Maybe they're trespassing. Yeah. Uh, right in front of Spencer is a file camera for drawer marked leads. <laughs> yeah. Got any leads? <laughs> Got two more detectives working on the case. They got us working in shifts. And right now the score starts doing this like Doppler effect. Like it makes everything extra creepy. Uh, There's some uh, like lost music cues in this episode. Yeah. So Spencer says, you guys, look at this. Jessica had a file on each of us. And inside we see there's folders with uh, labels for Emily, Hannah, Spencer, Record Search, and PI1. (sighs) Emily's like, she was investigating us. And Em and Hannah, they go for their own files, of course. Allie's looking at some other papers nearby, and Hannah's just like, yeah, all this except Arya. She doesn't have a file. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Allie says, do you think somebody took it? And Emily's like, yeah, but why? So Spencer, she opens another drawer that's labeled Mary. Inside, there's some folders for Mary Medical, MD Records, Mary Expenses, and two folders labeled uh, Radley there. I feel like there's something extra cruel about the way Jessica seems to have like cynically documented her lifelong subjugation of Mary here. Mm-hmm. It's like she's writing it all off on her taxes or something. <laughs> it's like she really, she really, you know, kept perfect records of the the, the torment of her sister. Well, so yeah, like she's writing a book about how she fucked with her sister. Yeah. Spencer says she's hidden Mary's medical files too. And she pulls out Mary medical and take a look. Uh, meanwhile, I like that Emily's just like reading her own file this whole time. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And we see a mission form for Mary, that, and the kind of text reads, all laboratory and test results are normal. The patient is introverted and will not speak to anyone. The patient has random violent outbursts, lashing out and throwing objects. So that's what they're saying about Mary. Mm-hmm. And Spencer says, Jessica was in charge of Mary's care. And she flips over to the next form, says, authorization for electroconvulsive therapy. Spencer's like, oh my God, she authorized electroshock therapy. Of course, Allie's, you know, perturbed by this. Mm-hmm. Hannah's like, wait, back then, that was like torture, right? And Spencer's like, yeah, basically. So, uh, just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. now this has been introduced, mm-hmm. do you want to get electroshock therapy? I don't know. I don't know about that. Hmm. I feel like that could have a, like, lasting negative impact. Hmm. I mean, but just I look mean, at Mary and her lovers. That could be you. Hmm. But uh, wasn't that the thing that if you hear about it or see it, you you kind of want to get it yourself? No, nobody's experiencing it though. So that's what you need. You need to see Mary going through it. I want like, to empathize like, with the character. Nobody's really experiencing it. How right did now. you feel when you watched the end of the first season of Homeland? I don't really remember the first season of Homeland, to be honest. Is it because you maybe had? Oh, electro- are you talking about the um, electroconvulsive therapy? Uh, no, because that I don't know. I didn't didn't have the same vibe. I don't know why. Hmm. What a shame. So uh, maybe my, my, it's because it was elective. Which wouldn't that be your situation? <laughs> you just don't understand it all. I guess 
I yeah, that's okay. I mm-hmm. would prefer it be a mystery that I kind of respect. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad Ari is not here because I feel like Ari would take one look at all the shit on the walls and be like, "Hey, Allie, just out of curiosity, what the fuck was up the photos of me sleeping? <laughs> Who took those? You or Jason? I I've waited six years to find out. Jason, obviously." Ari's like, oh, well, I feel really weird about some of the things that we did in the never mind. Um, Emily's just like, oh. And Spencer's like, well, what is it? All the way she says that, she's like, uh, Spencer's like, what is it? And Emily, like, she's looking at another file now and she kind of worriedly looks back at Allie because, you know, like, Allie goes nuts whenever another Dillarant just pops up. Like, she like, almost, like, like sensing there's another Highlander around. She almost know? doesn't want to say. She's like, uh, Mary had a second child. Yes. Allie's like, what? Yes. And I was like, wait, a second what? And Spencer says, boy or girl? And Emily says, all it says is no complications due to prior birth. So that's a totally normal thing to have on like a birth notice. Right. Uh, interestingly, also on the next page, we can see Charlotte's birthday there, which mm-hmm. is uh, May 21st, 1988. Mm-hmm. If you're at all interested in trying to maintain this timeline. Good luck. Yeah. And Emily says, hey, the kid would have been our age now. And we can see Allie's like, Already, like, feeling for this mystery cousin that she didn't know she had. Yeah. Spencer says, so Charlotte had a biological brother or sister. And he's like, who might want revenge? And Hannah, speaking for everyone, is like, well, that's great. Now you have another cousin who wants to kill us. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. And Allie's, like, too busy, like, feeling her family feels right now. And Hannah looks pretty over this. Oh, man. It's another Dillerentis. Who could it be? I guess, I mean, theorize at the end of the episode. I said I have my gut reaction, but yeah. What's your gut reaction? Spencer. Okay. Um, I know everyone was like, well, first of all, Lucas, Um, I feel like the easiest answer would be like Andrew. And I, I would love if it was Andrew. And then they like look at the audience and they're like, for reasons though, he won't be appearing. <laughs> uh, so back at Casa Ezria, ugh. Arya's like coming out of the bedroom, holding passports, checking a list she made. She's like, passports? Check. Luggage tags? Check. And she's like, oh, actually, we don't have a luggage tag for the dress. He's holding this big white karmic bag, garment bag that looks twice as tall as Arya. How the fuck like, did Arya already find a wedding dress? Like two days later. Yeah. Yeah. I, this I, I guess this is what she did all day? That girl moves fast. Uh, how much do you want to bet that that thing is just like dead bird feathers? Just woven together in a dress shape. Or maybe live bird feathers. <laughs> <laughs> and Arya is just so, like. So like a loud noise. The birds get free. They all fly away from her body. And Ezra's uh, like. That's, that's for later. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, because Arya says, oh, no, no. We will not be checking the wedding dress. It's delicate and lacy. Trust me, you're going to thank me later. Also, you're going to carry it. <laughs> yeah. She puts her arms around his neck, pulls him down for a kiss. Then she goes back to packing. But then, oh, they're interrupted by a knock at the door. They both kind of look at each other and shrug like nobody was expecting this. So Ezra also, goes. The, the back door, too. No, it's the front door. Isn't this the door that leads from the alley? There's only one door. I think there's two doors. One is to the alley and one right, is like a stairwell of, down to the. Uh, this is that door. There's only one door. Hmm. This is the same door that I think that the Hastings showed up at like five years earlier, but I don't it's think a it's different the different apartment. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was it was Toby's apartment then. Like the set was, but the like canonically, 
It doesn't matter. <laughs> so they both look at each other and shrug. It's Neither a couple of, of a couple of G men at the door. G man and G woman. Yeah. And G woman says, "Are you Ezra Fitz?" And Ezra says, "Yes." And Arya's kind of approaching the background. She's a little curious, a little full of dread. And the woman says, I'm Agent Lee from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. She flashes her badge, says, you were involved with Nicole Gordon, correct? I think that's the first time we got her last name, possibly. Uh, Ezra says, yes, I was. I wrote a book about it. Yeah. And Lady says, we have reason to believe that she may be alive. And Ezra can only blink in response. Meanwhile, you just know Arya is just thinking, fuck, there goes my Tuscany wedding. I wanted when the when the FBI agent asked if he was Ezra Fitz, I wanted him to be like, uh, you just missed him. <laughs> he went that way, actually. Well, you know, Arya, this is what you get for promising your friends that they'll be your bridesmaids and then trying to elope without him a day later. Like the cosmos are trying to tell you something, Arya. Yeah. Something that a message you have not received for many, many yeah. years. Also, you know, P.S. Arya Nicole, literally everyone called it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You knew you weren't done with that yet. But I mean... That's okay. Oh, like, for sure. I anything mean, the, anything to ruin their magical Tuscany elopement. I mean, well, I think that's the thing about a lot of TV storylines. Fantastic if you called something, but like you're kind of supposed to. Yeah. Like that's the point. So don't pat yourself on the back too much all the I time. I feel like you're throwing shade at me right now. You? know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me go back to the cellar lair. Um, cellar door. Cellar looking- door. They're looking at the headlines for all these old newspapers about Ali's disappearance, her stolen remains, Wilden's murder, Garrett's murder, basically the plot lines of the show. Uh, even the old What Really Happened issue from season two, episode one. Love it. Uh, so, of course, there's a bunch of candles surrounding a framed photo of Ali like a shrine. So Spence like, finds a hanging light bulb, switches it on, which reminded me of the secret one in the, the dormitory or the the. <laughs> The where the Grunewald hung out yeah, at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where the Grunewald hung out, um, made psychic phone calls. Uh, so that, which the Grunewald's coming back. Uh, so then she asked Amazingly, the obvious, yeah. She asked the obvious question, why does your mom have all these photos of us? And Allison's <laughs> like, and me, when I was searching for you guys, so Hannah's kind of scoping out some old spy photos of herself. And she's like, damn, my hair looked good. Preach it, Anna. Yeah, so Emily tries to act annoyed on Allison's behalf, but we're not buying it. She's Allison says, this person my mom was looking for was me. There's some old spy photos of Allison of her Vivian Dark Bloom, like dark hair, red coat. And she's like, well, how the fuck did Jessica get photos of red coat? Yeah, that's pretty intensive. Um, so there's some, uh, so Allison's like, the last memory I have of her is when she was burying me alive. We kind of track it on that alley shrine. She knew I got out. She never stopped searching, which seems hopeful. Um, so then it does not seem to impress Spencer nearly as much as it does Allison, who will get emotional on her family with almost no prompting at all. Uh, Hannah's like, so this place was kind of like her lair. <laughs> Wink at the camera. They say that like having a secret spy lair is just a normal thing for people in Rosewood. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, suddenly yes. they're interrupted by the pulsing screech of a car alarm. Uh, very cool shot of all four of them spinning around and pointing their flashlights back at kind of the camera slash staircase there. And then we cut to above ground, see Spencer's Mercedes, a little crossover SUV there. All the doors are open, lights are flashing, the car horn, like, uh, you know, car alarms blaring. Very obvious callback to 301. There's a lot of callbacks in this episode. Yeah. Spencer does her best Han Solo here. Turn it off! Uh, And she rushes back to the car. She looks in the driver's seat, and she's like, the keys are gone. Why the fuck did you leave the keys in the ignition? 
who does that? Who is this monster? Uh, I was just thinking how badly I want Spencer to yell, never tell me the odds. Yeah. Hannah's covering her ears. The other girls are just watching. Spencer says, it won't shut off unless the keys are in the car. Just just get inside. Shut the doors. It'll, it'll shut off. We shut the doors. So, of course, they all pile into the SUV there and shut the doors. The alarm actually does shut off. They're all panting now. They're relieved. And then all the doors lock on their own. And Allie's like, Spencer, what are you doing? Allie's in the front seat. Spencer says, I'm not doing anything. What the hell is happening? And she's trying the door handle, like won't open, lock button's not working. And Hannah's just like, you tell me, it's your car. Uh, so they can't get out. They're locked inside. And then a computer voice starts speaking. It's the car. And the car says, 20, 19, 18. They look up on the dash display. There's a white counter ticking down on a red background there. It's just counting down to their doom. Mm. And it's like, we're going to blow up. Oh, this Allie's just like, Hannah, shut up. And he's like, Spence, do you have a jack or anything under the seat to break the window? And that counter just keeps going right on down. Spencer's like, I don't know. I'm really bad at car maintenance. And he's like, Spence, you have to have something. Spencer says, it's probably in the trunk, Emily. And the car is like, seven, six, five. I think this is in the moment you're like, oh, they're not going to get out in time. Yeah. Five seconds left? No. Uh, And he's like, we're going to blow up, aren't we? That's what the countdowns mean. Oh, cut to them under the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's like Hannah, please. The car's like two, one. They all duck for cover. Cut to outside the car. Well, this is this cut here for a quick second. I'm so trained by the kind of like you know typical cinema cut that I really did think it was going to blow up for a second, just because this is the cut you always get right before an explosion in like a movie or something. Uh, but then it doesn't. Hmm. It just sits there, and then back inside. They all slowly look up from their crash positions. They're very wary, but relieved. And Hannah's just like, we're still here. And that relief is short-lived. Because on the dash, you hear a beep. And then on screen, they got a new message from AD. If you find out who I am before I find out who killed Charlotte, you die, AD. They all look at each other. And then, boom, big explosion. Yeah. Not in the car, outside the car, nearby. They look up and they see some flames and smoke pouring out of the cellar door to Jessica's lair there. And Allie's just like, oh, my God. They're all watching it burn. Allie, of course, is especially sad to lose this new connection to her mom so quickly. Mm-hmm. And then we get a great shot of Hannah in the foreground here, kind of off to one side, just you know, full of uh, dread, doesn't know what's going on. And in the background, you see a figure is, uh, appears behind the rear window and starts drying in the dirt on that window. Classic callback. They're drawing ICU. Eventually, Hannah kind of hears the noise and she looks back. Somehow doesn't poop her pants right now. So when she sees, uh, you know, this mysterious figure drawing, she's like, guys. And they all look back just in time to see A run off after they finish their handiwork. And they all gasp because uh, Allie reads it aloud for them. ICU. And they all slowly look forward at Allie and Spencer in the front seat. That's it to say, now what? Yeah, great. Great callback to Noel doing this on Ezra's car in 110. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, it's just funny because it's also what uh, Jenna said to Toby as she was caressing his face. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get our A-tag. Well, I, do you think they call the fire department? Like, are they just going to let Aunt Carol's house burn down for the insurance money right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still going to be a tough one to call because also how are they getting out of there? Yeah, where are her keys? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> at some point, somebody's getting a call. 
You can't just call Travis to come pick you up all the time, I guess. Nah, you call Caleb. Yeah, I'll be right there. So we get the A-tag. Oh, wait, this is awkward. Two of my ex-girlfriends. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, A-tag. We pan across a dark room full of boxes as a flashlight shines on them. One of them, notably, is labeled Letters from A.D. Others are Charlotte's Books and Home Movies and Charlotte's Maps. So if these are theoretically items packed up from the Kirasumi group mm-hmm. before Charlotte got caught in 610, could this suggest that those letters from A.D. were to Charlotte? That she perhaps knows who AD is or, you know, knew who AD is. Good for will be. So a dark figure walks into the room, flicks on a light at the table, plops down a big folder. It's got Ari's name on it. This is her missing file from Jessica's lair. Mm. Intriguing. Cacophony Montgomery. Uh, and, of course, there's like a little like upside down doll head nearby that's like holding matches. Because that's a normal thing. And A pours himself a finger of Irish whiskey here. Neat in a small tumbler. And just, like, downs it off camera and then slams the glass back down. And then they move aside the ARIA folder. We see, oh, there's another folder underneath there. This one is labeled null. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And A tosses this file in a metal trash can, pours way too much Irish whiskey on it, and then lights a match in the foreground. Yeah, seriously, that's going to get a fire going for sure. So what did you think about the mask that's – Right in the foreground here, they light a lights the mat the match right on the mask. I saw some people thinking this was Mary. I guess you probably think it looks like Spencer. No, that that one looks more like Mary to me. It does. Okay, yeah. uh, it's it's honestly just hard for me to tell. I, don't, I mean, I'll take people's word for it. <laughs> Face blind. Are so, you really? No, but I mean, it's hard to tell people's faces if you don't have any features or hair or anything like that. You know. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or if they're not animated. Animated, yes. So many theories. I mean, I, I think they're just trying to make our heads explode. They, they like threw out like all these, you know, like Arya shit. There's Spencer, there's Noel Khan, there's Jenna, you know, Mary. Like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. What is Noel Khan up to? He went and stole that file. He's working with Jenna. I mean, I guess theoretically this could all be in the service of locating Mary Drake for Charlotte mm-hmm. or like, you know, uh, to avenge her or something. Well, I mean, presumably you, you know, Jenna, who had some kind of alignment with Charlotte is calling in Noel and they're simpatico. So they're, they're whatever, like aligns. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this stuff too made me think like, could this secretly be Jason? I guess he secretly... Off the wagon and evil. Mm. Who is the secret dealerentist? So you think Spencer, huh? I think Spencer is like the quickest, easiest go-to. Twinster? Uh, Twinster, yeah. Twinster? Twinster? Yeah, I don't – Um, Like Spencer, Twinster? Right. Um, Like she, the, the whole surrogate thing from uh, uh, the books, I guess. <sighs> I don't know. I, 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 I feel like – Charlotte being Charlotte, uh, you know, that whole story from, from 610, I think that's going to be true. So you don't, uh, you don't think it's Lucas? Uh, I really don't want it to be Lucas. Well, I just don't neither, find neither, him to be that, that important of a presence to make it work. I may not want it to be Lucas, but I feel like there's a logical, you know, trap we could fall into that we, you know, want to believe something to be true even though it may not be true like 
doesn't he make the most sense right now? I I don't know if I feel that, but I mean, like, if he's it was revealed, same age. He's he's around for some reason. He obviously has resources. He seemingly has like a weird like murder loft that's spying on them all. Anyway, I mean, if it was revealed to like be Caleb, I mean, there'd be that general like, oh shit, I guess that kind of checks out. If it was Lucas, I'd be like, oh, that's a shame. Well, see, but you're thinking about your own expectations and what you want. I'm talking about like where the evidence points us. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the, the he's around, he has resources is potentially just as flimsy as anybody else though. Hmm. You know, we shall see. Yeah. He's the only one so far who hasn't really had any suspicion cast his way. Right. Uh, well, he certainly has by us. Um, and his murder. Yeah, but not, diegetically within the story you know like one of the changes that i would make to to pll if i could go back and make one is i think i would take out the moment of charlotte in the hoodie outside ezra's apartment listening in wow i what prompted that i i feel like uh uh we took that as to be something interesting, intriguing, kind of a red herring thing. And then it was kind of like, no guys, that was us revealing a, and you just didn't realize we were doing that like right in front of your face. Um, so I, I think about people like doing something that could clearly be a shit. And then later on, we're going to be like, Oh yeah, I guess that was them being full on a right in our faces. I just, well, the alternative is uh, that came out of nowhere. You know, I mean, the, I think, they're playing a game of cat and mouse with the theorists yeah. where they, they want to hide in plain sight. So who knows? Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure way back in seasons one and two, they were like, Oh no, Mona's not a, so mm. <laughs> we're not following the books. Yeah. Um, do you think Mary's actually Jessica? I don't know. I, they definitely could go that way. I don't know if I, I get that strong feeling based on the show. I mean, I, I like I like that like PLL theorists have to really go crazy places <laughs> sometimes and just pull things out of out of the ether. Because I mean, I saw online that a lot of people were like, "Oh shit, guys!" After this episode, Toby is clearly A, or "Oh shit, guys!" Arya is clearly A, or "Oh shit, guys!" So and so is clearly A after this episode. And I just thought it was funny how it kind of like splintered into it was obvious in so many different directions for many well, people. This episode's crazy like that. I mean, yeah, the yeah. Arya thing is tough as, as far as being a secret de Laurentiis because there have been mentions to Ella being pregnant with Arya yeah. and whatnot. Um, I do think we can maybe at least lean more towards in the direction of saying that AD and Charlotte's killer are different people. Mm. Um, there's a good theory online from Andrew who basically like supposes that there is a a mysterious third member to like the Charlotte and Shower Harvey A team. Hmm. There's this third younger Dillerentis that Charlotte took the fall for. And uh, this, you know, this younger Dillerentis is now back for revenge, um, which I could definitely see. And it could explain some weirdness with like 610, for instance. Yeah, I mean. And, and if that were the case, then this person did not kill Charlotte. They probably killed Shower. They're looking for Charlotte's killer. Charlotte's killer is some other element, you know, that's out there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably Mona, but you know. So you think it was like two siblings and shower going yeah. around doing a shit? I mean, I don't know how shower fits in there, but 
I mean, yeah. that's got to be weird for sure. I mean, the, the theory is a good one. It's all like like Charlotte like started the game up and then like tried to like you know run away from it, but then like this other mysterious person took up the game in season five, so Charlotte had to come back, mm-hmm. and you know it's this whole like you know push and pull. Right. Fun theory to read. Uh, Sydney, we know Sydney's coming back. Well, it's it's funny they did the official announcement. Uh, today or yesterday of Sydney coming back. And we it's knew like, that like a month ago. Yeah. yeah, you knew a month ago just because they posted the table read photos, which is kind of how we found out. I feel like they they kind of had to announce the Noel return like sooner than they wanted to just because. Like, well, because remember like Noel Khan's name was on the thing. Um, I think, I feel like they want to hype that a little though, you know. It's right, Noel Khan. Yeah, it is. It is Fucking indeed. Pastor Ted is coming back. What? Holden is coming back. Holden doesn't bother me as much. Is his heart okay? Is he all right to be on the show? Is he gonna be all right? Is I he gonna just, be like in a hospital? I like want Arya to do the uh, like the Kill Bill like five fingered, you know, like death punch or whatever, and like his heart just explodes. But she does it with her eyes. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if he had to like, carry like an oxygen tank around him everywhere he goes. Um, oh yeah, I was talking Pastor about- Ted. Pastor Ted, I know why. Ugh. I was talking to a friend online. I feel like we really missed the Halloween, or not the Halloween, but just the holiday specials. Oh, yeah. Well, right? we've been saying that forever, though. Yeah. Well, in the last few seasons, yeah. I mean, especially there's going to be this long ass hiatus. Just imagine, like, the PLL Thanksgiving episode. That would really be the holiday left to get. Well, you get. And I think they're, well, you know, roughly they could still be aligned without doing a. a oh, yeah. Yeah, it could be. It's probably like October right now on the show. Yeah, Uh, because the election was in September. Yeah, mm -hmm. this picture you get you get Peter and Veronica there, of course. You bring in Mary. There's some awkwardness there between those three because you know Peter. You you just never know with him. Never. He he gets around like Noel Khan. Then you get Jon Snow, Mr. Jason De Laurentiis in there, who knows nothing. Mm -hmm. Then you get Ashley in there, who's fuck Jason. Just remember that. Then you get Ezra in there. Then you get Sabrina in there, just like for more weird tension. Like her boss is there, her ex, her you know almost ex girlfriend. So this there. is this is one giant celebration, like all of them to get combined. Yeah, and maybe like, Mona and Mikey Montgomery too. Just all the weirdness. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't got like the Mike's returning announcement. Yeah, maybe he's busy on Teen Wolf. Who knows? Yeah. But just man, PLL Thanksgiving episode. They you could have so much him- fun. They need to bring him back because you've got the merry robot or the merry vampire, uh, mm-hmm. basically a robot vampire. Uh, you need the you need the werewolf on there because Caleb, I think, has uh, been cured of his lycanthropy. Um, and then we just need more ghosts. Um, yeah, I would love to be. I think Caleb is haunted enough. Shouldn't Caleb be like abstaining from drink, like? I clearly had a problem for a while there. I, I shouldn't be drinking. Once he got out of Ravenswood, he was all good again. Got, got the got the Ravenswood out the, of him. The as fireflies, well. remember? Yeah. Got the good Ravenswood out of him too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love for them to find some cash, write it real quick, push out that Thanksgiving episode to uh, play around November. That'd be great. <laughs> Doesn't have any continuity with anything else. No, no, because it clearly was not meant to happen between. Uh, I would be fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because what are you going to be waiting until January or something, right? Uh, presumably. Yeah. Which oof. I think I think that super long hiatus really worked for the time jump. 
Um, eh. Just finishing out season seven. I demand nothing but holiday episodes from now on. Nothing but holiday episodes? Nothing but holiday episodes. So, like, potentially the rest of season seven. New Year's. Could take place over, like. Valentine's Day. A whole year. We just Martin Luther King Day. Arbor Day. President's Day. Okay. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Snakes on Ireland. That was original gangsters. Fun, fun episode. Next episode is X's and OMGs. That one is uh, Charlie Craig. Ooh, that should be interesting. Co-showrunner. Charlie Craig wrote it. Kimberly McCullough directed it. Uh, Paige is back the next episode. And Grunewald. Who even thought Grunewald is ever coming back to this show? Also, there might be a hit and run. Oh, yes. (laughs) In the preview, Nolcon's just like, nah, I just ran over your boyfriend. Nah. Uh, I want him to like throw a hundred dollar bill out the window then and drive off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with us, our Twitter is at broswatchpll2. Our website page is broswatchpll2.com. Got a couple of reviews in iTunes. Thanks to CL Max, Sheryl's 001, Kelly the Podcast Listener, S. Sauter, and Ariella Leib. Uh, thank you to all our reviewers. Really appreciate it. We have over 300 five-star ratings in iTunes now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. 232 customer reviews. Awesome. Customer reviews, yeah. That's what it says in iTunes. Uh, just also shout-outs to uh, Rhiannon, Michelle, uh, Heather, Emily, Nick, Pierce, Caitlin, Becky, people who've, who've contacted us, Catherine, Corey. Um, also to Hugh James Collins. Yeah, shout-out to Rick. <laughs> Do you think we'll see Rick again? Uh, I have a feeling we probably will. Maybe at least once. I mean, I feel like we're still waiting for like the big reveal flashback. I mean, that might not be till the finale, you know, but like, right. like the, the big major, yes, here's where it all went down. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the episode. We'll be back next week for X's and OMGs. Yeah, we will. And I just got to say the week after the wrath of Khan. Yes. Looking forward to that one. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.